I'm Rizlar. I'm Frosty. As nobody's really engaged quite yet. Yep, oh, there we have a bit of- Oh, is that a triple stun for the Mystic? And welcome back to the value pack. And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the value pack. Uh, this is going to be a fun episode. That's the word I'll use. I was originally going to say scuffed, but I'll say fun. This is going to be a fun episode because there's so much to talk about. And by that, I mean there's so little to talk about. But before we get into it, I want to thank our patrons. Badriana, Enfrax, Wine, Auscultation, Icarian, Jessica, This Issues, Jeremy Johnson, Calhad, Lord Carrot, Mayo Knight, Minaria, Sinvala, and Talus Acceptum. Thank you very much for your support. Uh, we don't... There's no maintenance... There's no global labs. There's no anything as we prepare for Odalita next week. So, uh, yeah, not much to talk about other than just, you know, waiting for that, basically. So uh, I think that's what we're going to do, right, Frosty? Yeah. It was a uh, Korean holiday this week, so not even a global labs patch. Just nothing. We had no maintenance this week. Oh, we did have a Pearl Shop update, though. <laughs> of course. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe we could do just a uh, what's new in the pearl shop news section <laughs> Sponsor, bro so brought good. to you by black spirits pearl shop uh, yeah I do want to remind everybody that we do not have a uh, energy drink sponsorship so this week I will be drinking rockstar um, that could be you G fuel or you monster uh, feel free to email us, contact us, and leave a comment on the YouTube video. <laughs> G Fuel just comments like, hey, we would love to sponsor you guys, dude. Uh, okay, so uh, first things first. So we're in, we're in a little lull here. Um, there's a lull in content. BDO feels a little bit like a ghost town because A, even the people that want to play BDO are kind of like just want Odalita to come out. And all the other new stuff they got announced, the bond skills and the Marnie tag device and maybe there's someone out there excited for T10 horses, all that stuff. Um, and B, Genshin Impact came out, which is a uh, very, very popular and uh, quite fun little, uh, I don't know, it, it's co-op, like it's mostly single player. I actually, I described it as co-op leading up to launch because I was actually kind of hyped for the game. But it, it's like barely co-op. It's mostly a single-player game. That's kind of similar to uh, Breath of the Wild. You know, Bear, not that this is a Genshin Impact podcast, but our friend Bear said that he actually thinks it's better or might be better than Breath of the Wild. What, what are your thoughts about that, Rez, since you're playing it a lot? The issue with asking me this question is I've never played Breath of the Wild. You're so, missing out, dude. I know. I there's so many games and shows and stuff that uh like I I haven't played that are really popular. Another one is like Slay the Spire. Like someone I forget who it was, someone in uh stream was trying to explain to me the mechanics behind this thing called like spiritual domain or some shit like that. I don't remember in Genshin. He was like, and you, you it works very similar to Slay the Spire. I'm like no idea what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Anyway, so a lot of people are playing that game right now and uh, in the meantime, so. Video feels a little bit ghost towny, except when you're trying to get a rotation at Star's End. It's still contested as fuck. Um, but I did want to propose this question, or pose this question to you guys to start off. So first, let's make sure Nayashi is still with us. <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. Hey, welcome to the show. <laughs> We're glad to have you on, dude. You missed last week with Anfield. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, it was a fun episode. Um, why are you why are you always dodging him? You got <laughs> something against him, or like, what's up with that? No, you guys fucking planned it on a damn wedding day. Well, Friend it's had a wedding. sort of the. To one. be fair, though, I didn't let you guys know until Friday, but that's when you found out and told me that we were doing Anfield. We're doing Anfield, dude. It, I think you don't want to be on the show with him because that's the one class that you sort of hard counter. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can't you just can't take the heat uh i wanted to ask Barely. so last week before the korean holiday um no actually now two weeks ago so the week before last not last week but the week before last kr got the bond skills in a patch they got um the marnie suspicious device and they got the tier 10 horse and they got the Black Spirit board game update, the little rework. So I'm I'm asking you guys, in your honest opinion, with the launch of Odalita, how many of those things are we also going to get, if any? Are we getting the bond skills? Are we getting the tag system? Are we getting the T10 horse? And or are we getting the Black Spirit board game with Odalita? <laughs> Let's start with Reslar. Um, I don't know. I kind of. I feel like we won't get any of it because I feel like that's extra content that they can then put out at a later date. You know. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm trying to get in the mind of PA slash Cacao, and if I'm in their mind, I'm like, well, we can save this content for uh, you know stuff later on, basically. Yeah, Nayashi. Eh, I mean, depends. That was well thought out. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm I'm fighting as well. Oh, you're PVPing. I should have guessed he's it. Being, I don't know what I was thinking. By a Zerker, dude. He's been griefed by a Zerker. Uh, suck whiz on horseback. And... <laughs> it's so even. It's so lame. You're getting griefed <laughs> by a suck whiz on horseback. Well, when they, they got more gear than you, what are you going to do? Oh my god. Alright, so here's here's my thing. So, Shadow... You know the, the, the whole thing with Odalita was Odalita's coming when Shadowlands is coming, right? Yeah. They, they announced yeah. the Shadowlands date, we got the Odalita date, and then Shadowlands got delayed. So, it, it sort of threw a wrench into all of Pearl Abyss's plans. Now they're like, how dare you launch without us having content ready? And now they're going to withhold the Bond skills from us. Until uh, Shadowlands gets a new release date. Shadowlands is the expansion to the greatest mm. MMO ever created in 2004. 
That's actually a pretty good idea. That I, I would actually believe that. They'd be like, well, we could just hold on to this stuff until they re-announce Shadowlands, and then we can do bond skills and Teton horses and tag system to keep people on our game. Yeah. Because I know like there are a lot of people who don't believe that game companies do that. They absolutely 100% do that, and it's not a Pearl Abyss-specific thing. Like, every game company does this. When you have competition releasing stuff, that could hurt your game and bring players away from your game. You want to release something at the same time to keep your player base. It's 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 what they do. It's what game companies do. Someone said new tax system. I'm saying tag, I guess. It's early morning. You know, I got my morning voice still, so it probably sounds like I'm saying tax. I definitely wouldn't be hyped for a new tax system unless it meant I'm getting more money. Yeah. Um, I think we could get the bond skills. I don't think we're getting the tag system. I definitely don't think we're getting the T10 horse. The Black Spear board game is kind of, that thing's going to be under localization for about a year, so. <laughs> never going to see that. Um, I don't know. I want all the stuff, though. That would be such a fat patch if we got all that stuff at once. But probably not going to happen. Um, so Odalita is coming. And this is a two-parter for both of you. Okay. So one, I'm going to start with Rezar because I, I know his answer is going to be quite short. So part one of the question is, Rezar, Odalita is coming. What parts of it are you actually looking forward to, if anything? And two, leading up to Odalita's launch, what have you done to prepare? Uh, nothing and nothing. All right, moving on. Uh, Niana. There you go. <laughs> I was looking forward to Thorn Tree Castle, but that seems to have been like canceled or something. I don't know what's going on with it. So uh, yeah, nothing. And Nayashi. What I'm doing to prepare is try to get uh, enough captures to get the C10 before the market becomes basically un unattainable. Um, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> and um, then from there, try to get a Garmos heart. And that's pretty much it. After that, it's just normal gains, because the Garmos heart I'll use to get the two Danny slots to optimize the crystal build. And then, of course, the uh, Dead God armor for getting it to duo after I obtain it. And that'll be pretty much the initial goals. Are you having a, a hard time getting Capra Stones? There's only 47,000 pre-orders. <laughs> well, so when they were at 20,000, I was getting about 100 stack every hour or two, roughly. Um, when I was... Uh, when I was trying to get some within the past two days i've only gotten 14 so that's a that's an indicator of uh how this is going so far damn i'm more rng carried than you then because uh i had a uh, 63 <laughs> i got 63 that's, that's over pretty the last good. two days that's pretty good man making some progress yeah i'm hurting for him too because i i need like so one, I was trying to do the quest line. I don't know. I probably should just look into it. I don't know what quest lines you need, but I also am super close to my that 5,000 quest thing, so I get the plus one fail stack permanently and 100 stack. Um, so I've been doing the quest lines to try to catch up because I actually never did them on my Kuno. 
My other characters have them, but Makuno does not. Um, I also need like 300 more Kaffir stones, and I'm gonna have to manually get them at Mansions or something because people ain't selling them. Yeah. The days of people selling Kaffir stones are, are waning. Well, um, I think they're still being sold like the same amount that they were before. It's just basically it's the week of, and people are just crunching down trying to get as much as they can and uh, unfortunately like uh I, it's gonna get worse um which is hard to imagine but i took a screenshot from uh what uh, some care players sent me um and they showed me their marketplace and they're looking at 256,000 pre-orders on kaffirs thousand two hundred fifty two hundred fifty six thousand yeah that's insane that's that's over that's over fucking uh you know like five times what we have going on right now and um so yeah i mean it, it's gonna get worse for Sput sure. sputnik you can say that all you want i know you guys having caffers problems right the other day I had someone looking at the market and you guys only had four on buy. So it, yes, it's happening to you slightly slower, but it is going to happen to you. Whether you want to believe it or not. Yeah, well, you, EU always does this thing like we have a lot of life skillers, so we don't have Kafir's problems. But when you have only, when they're max price and you only have a, a few hundred on the market, that means you're well on your way. I promise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I mean... mean um, you gotta remember the problem is gonna get worse when Odalita comes out, right? Because there's a bunch of people who don't bother preparing, you know, and then they're yeah. gonna whenever it comes out, they're gonna be like, oh, okay, now exactly. I can go. I, I just yeah. know that every time someone gets the the drop, they need a, at least seven thousand four hundred Kaffir stones plus ten Kaffir stones per attempt on their dead god armor. So you, it's going to be rough for you guys. Like in KR, they all life skill as well. They've all transitioned to like trying to life skill as much as they can to get Kaffir stones and they're negative 250,000. It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. Uh, I noticed during the, the world's tournament, there's a big divide between EU and NA. Dude, there's always a big divide between EU and NA in video game competitions. Is there? I feel like in StarCraft, yeah, like, there was never really a rivalry between the two continents. Well, I mean, I think that's because the rivalry was more focused around Korea, right? Yeah, it was more like the world versus Korea, I guess. But isn't that what it's become in League, too, kind of? Uh, I suppose, kind of. Or the world no, versus it's... Korea and China, because China's super good now, too. Kind of, yes, but it's more like everyone just knows that Korea or China is going to win. So it's like fighting for third place, basically. It's like, we know we're not going to get first, so we're going to compete against, like, NA and, like, you know, these other, like, smaller non-Korea or China regions. Uh, because that's all we can win against. Gotcha. And then we have the, I have EU players in chat saying EU is better than NA in every single game. Well, except your guys' gear score is lower than ours, so, yeah. None of you guys need Kaffir stones. Apparently, you're all on Tavala gear still, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> except that. Except Jesus. that. Except that at TwitchCon in the finals, the one time we could compete with you, we stomped your fucking asses, dude. All right? 
I remember it. Benzie was a goddamn hero. Um, <laughs> an American hero. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was that that poor EU team. They got so fucked because they didn't have valid passports. I think it was or something like that. Yeah. NA has population. EU has quality. Yeah. I, I think the collective regions of EU is more population than America, right? Uh, so someone says they don't pay to win like us. No, 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 you guys do pay to win. You guys just do it smart. You don't list the costumes. You'd melt them into crons for yourselves when you do it. Our, our poor bastards over here are selling the costumes because they want to see the silver in their bank. Even though it's they're better off just melting for crons. <laughs> they're just more selfish uh, pay to win players. That's right. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, dude. Um... <laughs> <laughs> we literally don't pay to win at all yes no one in EU pays to win <laughs> okay uh, alright moving on um, yeah so I, I need a lot of capra stones well too. maybe not anymore after the band waves <laughs> <laughs> yeah except for RMT after the band waves you're not paying to win anymore you don't, you don't pay to win through official channels is what you mean to say yeah yeah. Um. All right. So, Rez, you're you're not doing you're not excited about anything in Odalita. You're not excited about just the the whole new zone, like the exploration, the the new duo grind spot. Nothing. The new any of the new items. Eh. Were you excited for any of the regions ever when they came out? Uh, I was pretty excited for Valencia, which was a pretty big letdown, because I thought there was going to be, like, a lot more to do, because I heard about, like, the criminal system, and about, uh, Muquin, like, the bandit city, you know? I was like, oh, dude, this is going to be sick as fuck, and then, and uh, it was, it was like pretty lame. Lackluster. Yeah, it was, like, one of the most lame, like, expansions I've ever seen in a video game ever, in all honesty. So, I, I was, I was really disappointed that they didn't expand on the, uh, Red City. I mean, it's not even really a red city; it's a red town. If that, dude, it's. I also was pretty excited for Dragon. Dragon, I was pretty excited for because it just looked like a cool region. But then again, there's like nothing to do in there, so I'm, I'm like, why? What is the point of this thing's existence? I mean, Dragon's problem is well, first of all, it's a grind game, and Dragon released with no good grind spots, which was a problem. Right. Which I never understood really, like, why is Necropolis so bad? It's like a really well-designed place, like it looks cool, the mobs are kind of cool, and then you can't really earn money there. Yeah, it's interesting for sure. The pot piece would be a good argument if um, it wasn't out like, you know, a year and a half after Dregan. Yeah. Dude, you know what's so crazy to me is console has the pot piece, or the pot, the infinite pot, but no Kafra stone. Really? Yeah. Yep. Well, they're getting them started early because they know how long it's going to take them. You know, not, not very good controls and all. They also are like, and we, I always hear like, succession is designed for console, and console still doesn't have succession either. 
<laughs> Which I find ironic. It's actually that is actually pretty funny. <laughs> they'll get it one day, dude. Oh, poor console. Uh I don't know, man. I, I'm kind of excited about the... I, I like doing the quest line the first time, even though I don't really enjoy questing. The one thing that makes it tolerable is when everything you're seeing is new for the first time. Like, and it kind of leads you to every area. Um, and, dude, I, I'm actually hyped for the grind spots. And I'm hyped to have, like, new, like, things that aren't just straight-up gear score to work towards. Like, I want to get the new crystals from golems to have them for PvP. And I think the golems grind will be kind of fun and challenging and like having to get a uh, a party of three that uses a full elixir rotation and everything will be kind of interesting. Um, and the dead god armor piece is like, working on that I think will be kind of fun. And I already know Tauros Belt's gonna be completely sold out forever. So I have how, to make it you? off of rare drops, you know? Yeah, like that's myself. Awful. It's gonna be kind of crazy. Um how far do you plan on trying to push the Dead God armor? Like at least at least initially. I don't know. Do you see yourself going beyond duo? I, I would like to have try, but I just feel like it's gonna be so hard. Yeah, because isn't it like a five or something like that percent chance? Uh no, it's it's, like it's actually not that like a really high stack. It's not that bad going for try. Um if you have a decent stack. The problem is my highest stack is only 151. Yeah, I have less than that. <laughs> so I figure maybe I could push one of these one of my 110 stacks up a little bit. Oh, actually I have a uh I have another kind of high stack. What do I, what's, Oh, I have a 126. So maybe I could push my 126 stack up like with a couple duo fails and and then use I don't even know. I mean the idea of like getting to try or getting to duo more than once also seems like it's probably not gonna happen for me, you know what I mean? Because yeah. duo, duo is so hard. And I I don't really want to cron try attempts. That's why I think I'll probably yeah, just end how, up. How much is duo. the croning for that? I know croning to duo is like fifteen hundred, right? Pride yeah, to I think try is 2100 crowns. Oh, really? Yeah, I believe so. I believe try is 2100 and Tet's 2700 or some, something along those lines. Oh, I thought it would be like double 1500, like 3000 instead. No, it's 2100, but the thing is, like, you lose the mass, you lose a sharp, a hard, 10 Kaffir stones, and 30, 30 durability. I mean, yeah, and it's each fail, like, it hits hard, yeah, for sure. Plus, the odds are just like fairly low. Yeah. I would love, but the here's the other thing too: is you only get three DP on every level. That's true. That's very very true. But you do don't you gain HP as well though? So you get some like additional stuff beyond just DP. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it's a minuscule amount of D, uh, HP. It's like thirty or something like that. But that starts to add up. I think once I have it at duo, I'll just be like excited that I have it at duo. But the idea of try is cool just because it's above C20, you know? It's like higher. It's beyond. Yeah. It's like a Dragon Ball Z power level, dude. It goes above and beyond. Dude, Rez, I still think about that time Mina was enhancing witch earrings. 
Do you remember? Mm-hmm. He rage yeah. enhanced switch earrings and came on and was doing the Dragon Ball Z thing. And he screamed in Discord and failed them both and then got off and was pissed. <laughs> oh, man. It was so awkward. Oh, the good old days, dude. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, let's see. What else is there? If you have a Garmoth, do you have two Garmoth hearts, Nayashi? No, I have zero Garmoth hearts right now. All right. So when you get your first one, are you you're putting it in your dandy or your offhand? Dandy. Yeah, I think that's like the defensively play. the the offhand would be better, but like I'm still in between offhands right now. Like right now I'm using my Tetkudum. I sold my Tetnover um, to help fuel the Kaffir purchases um, to try to speed track and ooh we got some Kaffirs from marketplace. <gasps> We're at fifty one now. Must be nice, dude. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyways, uh, I mean, I'm primarily grinding right now. Yeah, the Nova would help me in some PvP situations in, like, duel for spots and whatnot versus much higher gear score players, but, like, I don't really have that much issues getting grind spots, so, yeah. Having the Nova right now is kind of not necessary, so I figured the money would be better served towards speed tracking towards, uh, the Death God armor as fast as I can, so I don't get stuck in an endless... Uh, loop of never getting Kaffirs because of the uh, high pre-orders. Which I probably will anyways, but um, at least I'll get close. I still love so much that you call them Kaffirs. What's wrong with that? It's not anything's wrong. It just reminds me, like, it sounds like someone from Sopranos would be calling it that. Kaffirs. <laughs> Gotta get your fucking Kaffirs. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah. So I, I mean, like I, I, I think the the crystal slots will just ultimately do so much more for me defensively. Like either I go four homes or I move the two homes for my boots and put in Jin Histrias instead for more stamina, or maybe I put in two Max instead and get even more stamina and like sacrifice a little bit of survivability, which seems counterproductive to going evasion build, but I don't know. Like I could experiment with a lot of different crystal setups um to find something that I feel is comfortable. So yeah. I think that means a lot more overall for my build and getting the special evasion and HP um and stamina from the um uh, the Garmoth in the offhand, which I do want to get as well. Like after I get the the dead god the duo and I get the Garmoth uh, for the 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 dandy slots, I'll probably consider getting a second Garmoth as soon as possible so that I can put it in the offhand. Because I mean those defensive stats are really really good, and I'm actually starting to get a little bit of DP now, so uh, it'll start impacting the fights more if I have a thirty percent special attack damage reduction or special attack evasion do you think that if if someone were asking if a maywell came up and said hey i already have a garmoth heart in my offhand should i move it to my dandy would you tell them yes or no i mean i think that's a personal choice i would personally say yes 
because of the the crystal slot setup it depends on what crystal slots you plan on using though like if you're going for a currently you have two sets of homes but you want to get a four set this would be the perfect time to do it you get a lot of extra hp you get extra resistances extra accuracy um like if you only had two set home you get no accuracy right and if you go with the four set you get um eight on top of the the eight from the individual home pieces themselves you don't get a uh, set bonus for two um so that could be pretty nice from a not only a pve but a pvp standpoint the extra accuracy 16 that's that's pretty nice and then um or the eight additional pretty nice um evasion the dr like there's a bunch of good stats with the four set if you want to go that route or if you're a class like mine and you are interested in stacking stamina up, then that gives you the option to do that as well. I don't know. just depends. Depends on the personal choice of the player. Um, Just be aware that it is going to be harder to get Garmos after Odolita comes out, more than likely. Yeah. <clears throat> I was thinking It'll about it. It'll take a while it. for them to stabilize. There's a lot of grind videos in KR that I was sitting there thinking about. Why do they get more trash than a lot of the videos that we have with like just rare exceptions? Um, and I do wonder how they much do. of an impact. Yeah, the, a lot of the, well, at least like all the classes that I've been keeping close tabs on. And I, I do wonder how much of it has to do with they have the slots. the slots because they also, I mean, even if it's just hooms, right? Like let's say the cookie cutter build right now that a lot of people do is two hooms and two special attack evasion, right? Yeah. But in KR, they can do four hooms. So in their PVE on average, they generally have a little bit more accuracy and the Garmoth Heart and the Dandy is 3% critical hit damage as well. Which I think adds up. I'm not saying it's like a huge amount, but it could account for 50, 60 trash or 100 maybe, you know? You think so? I mean, 3% flat crit rate or crit rate damage is kind of, that's a lot of damage over the course of like an hour. Right? Yeah, I mean, but most people in PvE are utilizing uh, corrupts though, right? Are you talking about the the, the dandy? No, no, no. So the the dan when you put a Garmoth heart into your dandy, you get a bonus stat plus three percent critical hit damage. Oh, that's very right. Actually, I yeah. forgot about that. So I I'm not saying it's like a huge huge impact, but I do think it could account for a, an amount of trash, at least on some measurable level. A little bit more, yeah. I could see that. That's a good argument. I forgot about that actually. So yeah, that's another argument for getting the uh, the slot. Yeah, and then I because it helps out your PVE as well as PvP damage. If you're one of the people that all you care about is PVE, and you just ran no special attack evasion, ran four hooms, and then you put two of the new crystals in there because they have um they have that one crystal yeah, that have... gives three accuracy and five monster damage. So if you yeah. have two of those in your dandy, now you have three crit damage, ten monster damage, and six more accuracy than everybody. Yeah, that's that's pretty nice. I mean, I don't suspect that accuracy is too much of an issue in 
areas like Sakrier Star's End. Like as long as you're 63, like 62, 63, right? You should be already at a pretty decent hit rate. And then on top of that, your accuracy on top of that, plus all your skill accuracy. I don't really think the mods really have a lot of evasion built into them, you know? But yeah. the three the 3% crit damage, I can see. I can see that being pretty impactful. Uh, I mean, it's definitely an argument. I mean, I, in most areas, like unless you're in Sakrai and you have low DP, um, you don't really need the survivability as much. So the damage would just benefit you more. Hmm. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe I agree. I, I, I think that's but... a valid, you know, a valid potential reason why you you're seeing that disparity or that difference uh, between yeah. people with similar gear score grinding and getting different results than what KR gets. I'm also, I'm going to need someone to, uh, yeah, Carbon's pointing out there's a quest line to get Garmoth in, Od with Odalita. Yeah, but that, that's, <laughs> you have to wait for Odalita to come out before you can even start gathering the scales, the Nova scales you need, and you need, like, what, 500? It's, Some, like, ridiculous number. Yeah. yeah. And you get, like, there's quest, there's a quest to get it, to get some, I think, a daily quest. I think I think someone did like if you went to like every Nuver and did like all the quests, like you got the maximum amount of skills you could possibly get. The minimum it would still be like I think it's it was like, like a two month. months or something. Yeah, like a month or two I, I months. Seen, I seen I seen something more recent that was suggesting a month. Oh, it's a weekly quest. Oh, it's not even a daily. It's a weekly yeah, quest. Yeah. That's if you get like the max amount of Nuver skills possible, yeah, which is and obviously RNG like unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of rough. Yeah, so you, you, it's definitely a project, and like trying to make sure you're there for every Nova is kind of difficult sometimes, depending on your schedule. Like, I definitely would not be able to make every one. Dude, a Nova no sucks because it's one of the bosses that doesn't die usually. I mean, maybe it will with this patch, but right now it doesn't. Well, not only that, it's it's also. Um, oh no, Nova spawns within. Yeah, he's a he's a normal boss, so he'll spawn based on the time. Yeah, okay, never mind. I thought he was like I thought his uh, time when he spawns is like the old way with the field bosses, where they just like have a a range of times that they could spawn. Yeah, the window. Do you remember that? Yeah, it's like Karanda's in window, and everyone's like talking about it. How long till? Yeah. How long left in Karanda's window? Dude, I hated that. Yeah, <laughs> you see that in chat all the time. Yeah, you got a disto. RNG career, dude. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't believe I haven't got. I was hoping to get this mana pop piece. It's before another hundred caffers that I won't be able to obtain from the marketplace. <laughs> I know. At this point, you should just gamble. Hey, no, I just I can't. If I do, I'll, I'll blow it all. <laughs> Are you still working on a second disto? Yeah. No luck, huh? Nope. I stopped trying, and that's when I got the uh, the pen uh, red nose. Dude, I was I looking. I was looking at these new accessory prices. Um, 
like how they they changed everything to basically be over a hundred bill for tongue rat accessories, ogre, all that stuff. And I, I was just thinking about how, on one hand, I'm excited I was able to get my ogre ring before that happened. On the other hand, I'm really mad at myself for not just like. I'm trying to buy another one. Trying to get another one and like going super hard and grinding out another one because like selling selling two tet rings <sighs> Dude, or something like that to get a uh... hundred bill just seems so long. Ridiculous. Yeah, that's something to consider for that the argument we had yesterday about the the whole price of the accessories and whatnot for the dr evasion argument because you guys were making that 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 point about the the accessories being expensive which is true but then to get more ap it, it's exponentially more ex expensive than what it used to be that's why the dr built so good dude because you have newer true 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 i don't know it's like um yeah the prices make sense because those items are incredibly yeah, difficult they're, to they're make they're really hard but yeah. i'm just thinking about you know, it's it's interesting. It it's almost a weird catch up mechanic, like the kind of the whole. I mean, if the Caffers market settles itself, like basically at end game, you're everyone's just Caffersing, and that's that's like it. Because the the pen accessories are hard, man. Like that's a. You were saying you saw, yeah. um. Optimus, Vice Optimus Prime, uh, enhancing, for pen was that you? Uh, he was going for some pen accessory attempts, but he needed to hit tets. I think he hit a couple tets, and I think he went for a couple pen attempts and didn't get it. I forget what it was. If it was Tungrad Ring, or if it was... I think it was Tungrad Ring. Yeah. I can't remember. Maybe if this, uh... Maybe if this dead god pushes my stack up super high I could consider it I just the idea of going for a pen with how expensive tongue red rings are is <laughs> oh yeah so it's... scary dude like 10 attempts is honored bill you know yeah it's it's insane uh do you think it would be easier I, I can't remember if I asked you this yesterday but do you think it'd be easier to stomach making six distortions to tet to sell individually you just sell them so like here here would be the plan the play would be oh god i know it, it sounds crazy but but hear me out i'm grinding like i normally grind and i gamble tet distortions just one at a time you're trying to make a tet and then you finally get the tet you sell it for 19 20 bill whatever it is after tax you store that money all that money you make from that disto you just put in a warehouse you never use it again then you, start, well, you basically wait to sell the distos. You just leave them as they're. Well, you, you sell like, them whenever they're high. So just yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we'll just say for around twenty bills, like an ideal time to sell it. So, um, and then you put that money away or save it or or whatever. Um, and then you just start grinding up for fresh money again from scratch, and you start going for tet disto, make another one. Do you think it would be easier to save up a hundred to one hundred and ten bill? or to try to make six distos and buy a pen accessory that way? That's a damn good question because I've heard horror stories of making tet distos and I've experienced horror 
<laughs> trying to make a tent disto. I failed five times, I think. Five or six times. I can't remember. I have PTSD from it. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot of silver lost. And some of those were with Krons. Um, you could make the argument that through the attempts of croning and whatnot, trying to get the initial like try, like if you're trying to make it yourself or you're buying, I'm assuming you're trying to make it all yourself, like completely from the base up, right? Whatever you're comfortable with, yeah. I mean, it doesn't whatever you're comfortable with. Okay, yeah. so assuming you're croning everything, which the downgrade potential is like thirty percent chance. I feel it's pretty high. Um. Because it, it downgrades on me regularly sometimes. You could... Uh, I think you'd end up spending more money trying to make those six than you would just grinding it up. You think so? I don't I don't know, honestly. That, that's a good question. Well, here's a different way to look at I, it. From like, I, do like, yeah. I do like the way of doing it that way because like, I, I can't fathom myself grinding... A hundred bill plus. Yeah. I, I just can't. I cannot comprehend myself grinding for a hundred bill plus. Like me personally. Yeah. Some players probably absolutely can. I can't. Like, I just I don't think I had the mental fortitude to be able to just sit here and hit mobs for however many days that would take. A lot of um, days. Yeah. Like, like, let's say I have really good days where like i basically make it a goal effort to hit 500 mil a day that's pretty fucking low for some people but i have oh i got second disc off damn right um guess it's not low for you huh that's 500 mil right. <laughs> well i already hit my 500 quota for the day i'm off guys uh, have a good day <laughs> no um so if i if i try to strive for a low end you know for a lot of players, a low-end 500 mil quota a day, that would take me 200 days worth of grinding, arguably, to hit that. And that, I don't grind every day. So, we're looking, it would take me a year. <laughs> yeah. A year to grind 100 billion silver. I cannot see myself doing that. Right. Like, I just can't. Like, just to get one piece. So I think, I think like the, uh, the, the method you're talking about where you enhance multiple accessories, I've thought about doing this myself before. Like I've, I was like thinking like, okay, I'm just going to make three tri distos and I'm going to sell them. And that's my goal. And that's how I'll get my next pen, right? Mm -hmm. I'll hit the one try, I'll sell it. But then I, for some reason, have like horrible discipline with it and i decided to start gambling for the second one with that five <laughs> bill rather than building up another oh, you know without no. utilizing that money so i i think if i discipline myself i could see the method that you're talking about working a lot better like i feel like there's definitely a lot better chance at me hitting six distos in a year than grinding a hundred right. bill here's another way to look at it Let's say if if you were intending to hit, if you were just like, I'm going to go for pen myself, right? If yeah. someone told you all you have to do is hit 
het six times and that pen attempt is guaranteed that doesn't sound that bad yeah right and that's kind of what like hitting well, just the problem selling is, them would be in a sense yeah i mean think about it this way though like those ted those tet successes those are going to be followed up with probably on average five to ten fails is that fair to say somewhere like in there, yeah. it's it's yeah. a 30 percent chance to succeed but i think realistically a lot of players are seeing about five to ten fails before they get one <laughs> well which is awful if That's the numbers here if the numbers are real then yeah it would be what a one in three chance so you would technically yeah, it, get it should be a one in three time. chance and you should arguably say okay by 18 attempts i will have all six right so yeah. that that would be like that's actually not bad you know grinding silver wise that's not bad at all but i don't think that's the case i think it's a lot worse than that alpha says okay what very few people are getting five to ten t fails for a tet He wants to know where you're fudging your numbers from, dude. What, what does he mean? Very well, few people are getting... I think he means that people are getting tets sooner than that, on average. Like, obviously, there's people that do take longer. Well, I mean, I don't, ha I don't have, like, a, a fucking spreadsheet of everyone's enhancements. Yeah, like, Alpha. I'm going off anecdotal evidence, yes. So it's probably <laughs> definitely not the best. But that's the only ones I really hear about. Yeah, I've, I've heard of people, like, instantly one-tapping it. Shaky got one with a 59 stack. He just randomly bought a try, bought a base, and fucking tapped it. You know, I've, I failed six times with mine. Um, I've heard of other people failing uh, 11 times before they got one. And I've heard of other people getting it a little, little bit lower, like three times. I've heard, you know, I've heard a variety of different things, but yeah. I don't know. It's, it's all anecdotal. I don't have actual evidence of it, but you know well it's, it's it's just to give you a, like <laughs> there's the bad side it, if you get if you end up on the good side of the fence then you'll get it a lot sooner right but there's the potential that you could be failing that much that's just awful to think about well i meant to say that to say this it, it's almost like the the price increase is like the greatest catch-up mechanic of all time because how so well, I think about this. So let's say someone start started seasonal two months ago, right? Okay. Um, and I'm saving up. So it took me, I, I was grinding like when the COVID thing was like in full effect around May or whatever. I was grinding a good, I don't know, four to eight loot scrolls every day trying to get save up i only needed to save 70 billion silver to get a, a pen ogre because i could sell my tat right so yeah. that took me like two and a half months so now it's over a hundred bill for most of these Wait, items. it took you two and a half months to, to get 70 bill yeah but that's oh, we're talking covid where i'm using four day loot scrolls a day so not a yeah not a not a realistic standard, thing that people are gonna be able yeah, to do. Yeah, that's right? like this extreme circumstances where yeah. COVID made it possible. And most people are not gonna be able to do that. So, um, but I was thinking about it. I was like, all right, now that these are a hundred bill, let's just say someone can grind on average 
four hours a day, which isn't high end for an average, right? But let's just say someone could grind four hours a day. It's going to take them, like someone that starts seasonal with zero gear score, in the time that it takes someone to make that 100 billion silver, that person is going to be like 269 kudam or above from nothing. You know what I mean? Like, if I just start working on it now, I don't really have any money. I have 3.6 So you mean, you mean a catch-up mechanic for them to catch up to players that are trying to get those Yeah, sensors. exactly. Like, just in the fact that me going for... Because my next upgrade is going to cost me a minimum... Let's just say I went with Tungrad Ring. It's either going to be a Tungrad Ring or a Distortion at Pen. Um, this is 117 bill. <laughs> the recent price is 101, so we'll just go low end. 101, so it would be... 30 bill more than I needed to save last time. Or, yeah, 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 30 bill more. I guess, I guess 20 bill more because I'd be able to buy it if I had 90 bill because I could sell my tet. I, it would take me like three and a half, four months to get to, to get three AP gain versus wow. like someone that's starting out brand new now with the way seasonal works and how easy it is to just buy materials and stuff like they'll not that they'll catch up exactly right because i i'm still like way ahead but yeah the gap gets closed over that time like significantly yeah but uh, like yes even you 100%. like so when i, I, when I was you. going for my ogre you the amount of gains that you made you were like 271 or something with Nuver or 269 with Nuver when I started grinding for my ogre like somewhere around there like and by that, the yeah. time I got the 5 AP from my Nuver you were like 280 plus with Kudum no I've never been 280 plus with Kudum I'm well, 277 with Kudum right yeah 277 I got the, with two, I got the yeah. 279 with Kudum that was the highest but I sold my Tetungrad to fuel another purchase because it didn't matter the bracket was the same <laughs> Of course, of course you did. And you don't, you grind what, how many hours a day, honestly? Well, I mean... You're on the low end, right? Before or lately, like, Well, yeah, I guess before you started playing League full-time as a professional. <laughs> so before I, before I took a break from the game and went to League for a few months and just, like, focused on wedding stuff, I was, uh, honestly, I wasn't really grinding, like, a whole lot not like i am now like i'm actually really focused right now but um i would say probably three hours a day if that on good days maybe four or five like weekends for sure i could definitely put out a lot more time but um like weekends i typically try to put out like six hours or more but uh standard weekdays three would be probably the most I could potentially realistically expect to do, and some days none. Um, so it just depends on the day. And then, uh, like right now, I'm probably doing about three to four hours a day during the week, and still about six to eight hours during the weekend. Depends on when I get up. Like today, I slept in, so I'm probably not going to get as much in today. Probably more like six today. Yeah. I mean, it's just so, it's so, it's such a long, the point is it's so long to get, to get yeah. that. like during that time, like the amount of gains you can make when you're not as geared and that, that's just for the first one. And then here's the other thing too, is like, so let's say I want to get my, 
Um, you heard about Tet Oasis gear? What? No, I haven't heard about Tet Oasis gear. Well, let, let's say I want to get two, both my rings done, so I can get six AP. Like, I, I, we're talking okay. like, now we're talking like half a year or more. At least, and that's if I go hard. But probably if I if I play as much as I've been playing lately, I or grind lately, it's like that would probably take me eight months or nine months. Yeah, and in eight or nine grind. months, even if you start seasonal right now, like you can be relatively that's a lot of time to get caught up. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot With, of time. Like, and so like you come out of you come out of seasonals with like two forty to two forty AP, two ninety DP, roughly, right? Like yeah. somewhere in that range. Someone saying admit the decent. Someone saying admit the economy is destroyed. You make two hundred mil an hour now instead of twenty, and playing for a year, year and a half ago, making catch up almost impossible. I I feel like it's like the complete opposite. <laughs> Maybe I'm crazy. Well, all right. So I would say you can definitely like a new player that starts today that does seasons and whatnot can catch up to a player like myself mm -hmm. and definitely under a year for sure way under a year um, yeah, now if they actually especially if they're like super into the game play a yeah. lot yeah for me to catch up the frosty's gear especially with odalita coming out and the Kaffirs being fucked and we don't know when that will correct itself it's going to take me a while to catch up the Frosty, unfortunately. It's like a little bit of a soft cap because a region's coming out, sadly. The Kaffir Stones they, is, a pro is a legit problem. But yeah, like out, they, outside like, of the Kaffir Stone, it, it's like, you think about it, you have like... Well, it's like, you, no, it's, it's, it's more than just that. It's like the Kaffir Stones are a problem. And then you also have the, the AP accessories or all the accessories for that matter at Penn are just that much harder to obtain well they're harder to get right right so but, i can't even i can't even upgrade anyway yeah but, I think, but look look at it this way like if okay so let's say you just caught you caught up on your armor and got c9 right and then you just got your full tet normal accessories that basically everyone goes for yeah just yeah, a yeah. standard so wheel the, or whatever. you would say the the quote-unquote soft cap yeah the soft cap <clears throat> so you would only be behind me by 5 ap because i have a you're ogre. ogre yeah like even though you're not the yeah, exact same gear, I mean, it's not like it's not like if you're two ninety uh two, two ninety two, three sixty three, you're heavily disadvantaged versus two ninety seven, two ninety seven, three sixty three. Yeah. I mean, you know I, I, mean? I agree. Like it'll it depends on how dedicated I am, but um I still have to get my pen boots. I still have to get second tet disto. And then from there I need to determine um if I'm going to get my pen dandy or if I'm just going to go for pen main hand, if I'm going to stick to a succession, this all depends on how awakening ends up turning out with the bond skills and the PVP buffs and whatnot. But, um, if I choose arguably to stay on succession, then, um, I don't necessarily have to worry about the dandy for a while. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like last on the list. So then I can kind of focus on actual progression items like, um, do I want to swap out my crescents and my belt for Tungrad versions to get three extra AP overall to help kind of catch me up? Um, which, you know, is a huge money sink for one AP each, but it does maybe potentially hit a bracket. Um, and then Kaffirs will be slowed down significantly. So that's, that'll probably be the hardest upgrade, honestly.
is catherine up everything like the accessories won't they'll pale in comparison to how difficult it'll be to do the kaffir upgrade more than likely if we end up like kr now mind you we do have a bigger player base than kr and i think we have a lot more life skillers than kr but alpha i think you're uh, you're just rng carried He's saying Kaffirs are pretty bad, but you could get roughly two to three hundred a day. Uh, me and I actually we mentioned earlier, but I, I have had my order up since yesterday morning, and there's still I've only been able to get I mean, like twenty three. This this order is about seventeen hours, I think, and I had fifty nine out of a hundred, so yeah. under a day. I I made oh that's sixty three. I've gotten sixty three in about. Mm, time is right now maybe 25 hours i mean ultimately what it comes down to everyone's going to end up having to buy life skill gear and life skill it's the only way you're going to really be able to progress no dude we That's all make musa alts and grind at mansions yeah or yeah there's that you can just grind mansions to get kaffirs sacrifice you know billions of silver just to make sure you actually get progression related items I'm actually really curious what the Kafra's drop rate is like at Tauros. Hopefully good. Hopefully so, good. wait, what bundle... Don't they have Kafra bundles still? Or were you saying that they don't have them right now in the uh, Night Vendor? They don't have them. But th I think they should. You know what they should do? They should just add it to the Night Vendor. Like, I don't really know of too many people that are actually utilizing the Night Vendor these days, right? Yeah, I don't think so. It's good for combat so, books, though. Since those yeah, are, that's true. Can't get those that's anymore. true. Yeah, you can get uh, you can get like blessings and stuff out of there too, right? That I have no idea. I actually haven't used it myself in a long time. Yeah, I haven't either. I I I feel like if they added Kaffir bundles, like you know, one hundred Kaffir bundles or something like that to it, you know, make it you know decently priced. But I think that would actually be a good utilization. I mean. A lot of people, unless they're gathering, they, they have a fuckload of energy that they're not really utilizing at this point. Like, I don't know what to do with my energy. I'm not gathering right now, so there's... I'm, I'm, I'm just sacrificing it all into pots to sell. I'm turning it into pots to gather for the stupid mana pot piece that it doesn't want to give me, dude. <laughs> oh, oh my god. <clears throat> Yesterday someone got it on my stream while we were talking about it. The gathering one? Yeah, they got the tanning. <laughs> I didn't want to tell you I didn't have the heart. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for saving me from that. Um, I shouldn't have sold my life skill gear. Look, here's the thing. Um, I could just make it again. I mean, I've gone through life skill gear like seven times. Yeah, life, life skill gear isn't going to be difficult to get back if you uh, sold it. Yeah. Like, I sold mine. And as far as like... The life skill, like the mastery method, it it's crazy because like most of the people I've talked to that have gotten it are don't even have any mastery whatsoever. They're just using lucky tools or magic tools or whatever. So, oh yeah, that, I don't really know. Life skill, life skill mastery has no impact on the pot piece, from what I heard. See, I've heard the opposite. I heard it does, but how long does it take them? Everyone who has it, it's only taking them a short time, dude. So I I don't even know. I'm not sure. Everyone seems to get it relatively quickly. I don't know what the average is. There's a spreadsheet. Did Rezar die? No, he's playing Genshin Impact. He's re-rolling characters right now. He's trying to get the perfect champ. 
<laughs> Actually, I'm playing League and watching a, uh, a football game, but I am listening to the conversation. I just don't have really much to add because I'm not really going for Kafras right now, so I don't know the struggles. True. Yeah, he's saving up for a pen distortion. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. I Actually, know. now that I think about <laughs> it, uh, I do want to buy a pen Nova, I think. So yeah, I got some. I got some other gains I can focus on while the Kaffers are slowly building up. You know, mm -hmm. so it's not too bad. Like it could be worse. I could be in a far worse position where I have nothing else to like work on but Kaffers. But I have plenty to work on, so that's good. So Lorenzo's saying, if you look at the spreadsheet, those with high mastery got it sooner and by a lot. I do wonder though if like the people with high mastery in general are just smarter and work harder. You know what I mean? On average. Well, they're used they're used to the grind. <clears throat> yeah. They can and handle they, the gather. And they probably gather often and they probably get to stay out there longer cuz they don't have to buy tools. They don't have to um <clears throat> you get to repair their tool every time. Their gathering speed is quick. They use less energy over time so they get to stay out for longer. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. How is it calculated by how much total energy they've used, or hours, or what? I feel like there's a lot of factors that goes into that. You know, um, who knows? I don't know. I mean, I all I know is I did the mastery thing for weeks and I, I didn't get anything. You know, and I got nothing. I disappointment, sadness. I died. I was losing crystals on a regular basis. That wasn't good. I have a, a panther would come up and stab me right in the back. I'd lose my crystals. Some people are saying you can proc multiple um, pot pieces if you have high mastery plus hedgehog. Yeah, probably. I've heard and seen screenshots of people getting two. Yeah. But... You need like 1100. Well, I don't, I don't have 1100, all right? I'm not gonna get 1100. I, I don't have that kind of money. I'm not super rich like you, Lorenz. I had like 1000 gathering. I had not, I had 900. Christmas. It wasn't good enough. I guess 1100 is the sweet spot for the mana pot piece. Whoops, that's my bad. Really? Or just be, did Blonde Bear get it in five minutes? Wasn't every, it, uh, <laughs> every time someone gets two, the second one was meant for Frosty, and I have to wait longer. <laughs> oh, man. That's toxic. What were you going to ask? Um, isn't 1250 like kind of like that sweet spot? At least for, like, you get, like, the 16 stack quantity. I think it was 1250. I have no idea. Here's what I do know. That I'm never going to get the pop. Yeah, you haven't gotten okay. it yet? Yeah, and that's, you know, it's just something I got to live with. It's the it's the burden. It's the cross I bear, you know? Well, it's just like... It's just like how none of us have gotten the Bell's heart yet, so... One day. One day, Frosty. Yeah, Bell not for a while anyway dude i i'm actually who are you gonna be able to grind the toro spot do you have enough gear to grind there that's a good question what <laughs> is the requirement what's your dp 
338. You're gonna get farmed, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'm pretty sure they hit pretty hard. I don't know. Maybe so, that is enough DP, but I'm so optimistic sure for me. <laughs> you're gonna just get farmed. You're gonna go there like all excited, and you're just gonna have no crystals when you leave. It's gonna be like that uh the uh, that meme picture where he has the excited face, and then he finds out that it's it's not what he was hoping for. Yeah, exactly. And he's just like, oh god. Boindle's saying you, he heard you could get two shot if you're 350 DP. Yep. I get two shot by Suck Wiz all the time. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Dude, that, that was the, another topic you missed, is the Suck Wiz topic with the Anfield last week. That was fun. Oh, uh, what did he say? Well, I actually <laughs> didn't get a chance to listen to it, which is fucking awful. I should have listened. I had brought up the 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 fact that if you look at the succession launches every time a succession character came out uh, most of them came out kind of too strong uh like half of them came out too strong right and yeah. when they came out it it was relatively quick between the time it was like dude this class is very strong like ninja or suck lawn um even suck Musa, like got nerfs like really, really fast uh, on the things that were a major problem. And suck wizard has not been touched. Yeah. From, and it's the most complained about class in the game, arguably in history, but I mean, mystic and DK in their primes, you can make a, a case. Um, but like at, at least in the last year, the amount of complaining people have, towards suck wizard and how it's impacting the game and stuff and I, I was just pointing out how it is interesting to me that like oh shit ninja does way too much damage like we're gonna nerf the pvp damage by this percent this percent this percent remove some accuracy yeah, they, move they, their they change were, their movement like it was oppressive for a little bit but then they did nerf it it and then took they like what it. a month or two yep but <laughs> suck wiz has been a thing now for since like, what inception <laughs> since, since and, yeah inception. i mean there were a lot of classes i had examples of like like lawn same thing lawn it, it came out it seemed weak they buffed it and then it was overtuned yeah and they, it got nerfed they, like really quickly it lasted like yeah that, three, that four one got weeks. nerfed hella fast um kuno when it came out the tendon cutter you could instant cast it uh when it first came out flash slash damage got nerfed twice um the pvp damage on shadow clones which is a skill not a single person complained about got nerfed um there, yeah there, there's a list dude the list uh <clears throat> suck ranger they removed down attack from blasting gust and um what what did they remove the crit or they just lowered the damage i i don't know just a, a lot of changes that they made like really quickly and it was just crazy to me oh yeah scars of dust the warrior pve got nerfed like multiple times in succession warrior but um yeah no, nothing on wizard Wizards just uh, flown under the radar. They're, collect they're gathering data. Yeah, they're gathering data. So I, I want to... Doom horses need to be uh, nerfed still. Yeah, they do. Wait, hold on. Let or me they, need to give, uh, they need to give successions a way to dismount them properly because Awakening has the 10% BSR, 25%, or 50% that they can use. They have a lot of different tools that they can use to potentially dismount. 
I'm gonna like read something really to you guys game. on the show, but let me let me grab some water real quick. One sec. Alright. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm surprised they haven't come up with a method for not really necessarily BSR skills that were that will like increase the damage or add protections or anything, but just something to help dismount these fucking players that sit on their doom horses and whatnot. They're just so tanky and whatnot, and they just have a, a pretty superior advantage, especially if they're a class that's literally pretty oppressive when they have a lot of extra mobility and HP and DP to work with. Like, suck Wiz, suck Rangers, okay. Cancer. I mean, you can BSR them off. Yeah, but 100% BSR in most successions are pretty awful, to be honest. Like, mine is useless. Why doesn't Succession have a 10, 25, and 50% BSR? I don't know. They, they forgot. It, they just forgot. Okay, so... Honestly, I think they should change the... Uh, maybe the Rebam should have that feature and just, like, remove it from the BSRs themselves, you know? Ooh, yeah. that would be cool. I think that would be a lot fair, and then it's you don't really change anything, and it's across the board for all classes. So I I put up a a couple of these meme videos. One I did one for Guardian and one for Suck Wizard, just like jokingly. So on on my stream for a while, I actually have to remove this because it's not it's people take advantage. But uh, I had a uh, a channel point option where you could. You could pay the channel points and regardless of how I feel about a class, I would have to, for a couple minutes, argue why that class should be buffed. <laughs> <laughs> and Oh, man. Yeah, which is fun, but it's hard, but it's fun. And one of the things, I, I did Guardian and I did Wizard, <clears throat> and I put the videos up on, on YouTube, and I got a couple of interesting comments, and I, I want to I talk about them. And this you start a riot? This state of mind well i I've, i'm pretty clear in the description that it's like sarcastic and that i don't actually want these buffs but you would think i'd be getting a bunch of comments that would be like why would you buff these classes they're busted but and then you actually no, got no, people no. agreeing oh my god all right so let me let me just read these two comments for you this is on succession wizard after i do like a three to five minute rant on why it should be buffed sarcastically Someone says, Wizard and Witch, I suppose this is talking about both, always strike me as quite outdated classes. Our mobility is not up to par with the current game, and even with chain cast, some abilities are incredibly slow. Every decent player would know how to easily get behind us during them to CC us. In my opinion, the magic evasion blink needs its cooldown reduced to two seconds or so to give us decent enough evasion to defend ourselves. And then that one's like, it, it's mild and tame, and you can't really tell if they're talking specifically about succession or awakening, because you could make those arguments. No, he said Certainly. chain casting. He, he said, said chain, chain cast, casting, which, but no one calls it chain casting either. It, you can make the argument for awakening, but then someone follows awakening, up. Awakening, yeah, but succession? Fuck no, absolutely fuck no. To even sit there and suggest that you can't be CC'd, or you can be CC'd in between casts, like, it's a, it's, it feels fucking impossible to, to see them right now. So someone follows up with absolutely right. 
I hate how people just constantly complain that Suck Witch Wiz is OP, especially when Suck Wiz literally lost grab when going into Suck from Awake. When compared to Sork, we have we literally have two iframes compared to their infinite iframe span, yet I hear nothing about Sorks being busted. Let's not forget Guardian has more iframes at lower cooldown as well. Every single Witch Wiz still keeps them stationary prop or skill keeps them stationary prob to getting cc'd from back when using frontal guard or grabbed while hash moves all over the place same with ninja and kuno with their stomp i agree that the lower magic evasion blink needs its cooldown reduced and maybe even iframe otherwise the class is quite unplayable outside of node war even there flex classes consistently outperform which whiz which is crazy to me, as I thought we were supposed to be the most OP class. I really don't get it. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly they don't get it. So that's you know. the that's the most ridiculous shit. I mean like the, the sort comment, people are complaining about sort still to this day and have been. It's just the problem is there's more pressing matters. There's bigger fish to fry, sadly. And that's that's horrible to say. But there is. And that bigger fish is Sugwiz being one of them. Um, the biggest The iframes on Sork is pretty awful still, too. <laughs> and then on top of that, they decided that it was a fucking genius idea to buff uh, Grim Reaper to where its full charge is like almost instantaneous. Like, no fucking way that they thought that was a good idea. <laughs> Someone probably snuck that into the goddamn code and didn't actually get proper approvals. So that's the only thing that makes sense to me. So that, that's the that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. Like the whole point of Grim Reapers being vulnerable is so that you would use a BSR to make it strong and not vulnerable, giving it super armor during the actual the attack. But I like I like that Nayashi is. His expert opinion on the matter is that someone probably snuck it into the code without proper approval. Yeah, it's the only thing that makes sense. Shit makes it through all the time that, you know, they didn't really plan for. I mean, we already know that they don't test properly. I feel like there's a lot of those, like, charge skills, though, where you don't have to charge it all the way, right? Like, I know Berserkers is like that. You don't have to charge Ancient Wave all the way. You don't have to charge, um... Reckless blow all yeah, the way. So yeah, why no, that's is not Reaper's what I'm different? No. Well, no, 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 no. It's different the because they are fully charging. <laughs> yeah, it's fully. They sped up how fast it is to fully charge it now, and it's like in, it's like instant cast. Dude, there's there's no reason for a charge it's, animation bar. It's kind like, of like you know exist. Warrior's Reckless Blow, how it's fully charged when you're e buffed. Yeah. Even without charging, that's Grim Reaper judgment all the time now. Oh, so it does like it's, full charge damage. I don't. It's, it's not like Nyash is like point. It's point five seconds, and they can launch the bitch. Nyash, she's the first person I've heard complain about it. To be honest, though, in fairness, I don't. I don't know that that's actually. I, I guarantee actually you. That bad. I guarantee you, more people would actually start coming out about it. Well, they probably will when the, the bond problem is. Come out. The problem is, there's bigger fish to fry. It's suck whiz. Well, I'm sure more people will complain about it when bond skills come out and it's fully protected. Oh, all that too. But it's as hard a, as fuck to punish. Like with yeah. the speed up, it's hard as fuck to punish. It's hard. Yeah, it's certainly harder. But they still have they still have the same like they have to use soul harvest and cancel out of the end. So there's like a brief moment where they could be caught. 
especially if you have a protected CC, which everyone will have in the future to deal with it if they don't pick that, that one for their bond. Um, well, you... I mean, are we saying that these succession kits don't have protected CCs? Oh, they do, they do. But it's like... I mean, one of them's on a three-second cooldown. The awakening cooldown. kits are gonna become more, much more protected these days with the bond skills, right? Yeah. But rightfully so, the suck is just more powerful, right? I don't know. Yeah, arguably in a, a lot of cases. Unless you're uh, a warrior. <laughs> unless you're a warrior. Poor, dude, poor succession warrior. I always said from the very beginning, you can quote me on it. We had, was it Sphero on before succession yeah, came out? Yeah, probably. I, I said right off the bat, like, dude, I'm excited about successions, but the warrior one looks so boring to me. <laughs> from the gecko. It always looked kind of lame. The the other the other part about that whole whiz comment thing is that's so out of base. Those those are players that literally they they just have thumbs. They don't have any actual fingers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, do they have do they have just one thumb on each hand and no fingers, or do they have five yes. thumbs yeah. on each hand? They, they just have thumbs, just two thumbs. That's it. You sure you that don't mean it. that they have five thumbs? On each no, hand, they, they just literally have two thumbs. That's why they're they're like, maybe if I just had a little bit lower cooldown mag uh, magical evasion, I would be fine. I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. Do you think it'd be it would be fair for Maywan like Musa? Like the thumbs guy from Spy Kids. <laughs> I don't know the reference. If would it be fair to put um, the chase iframe cooldown separate from? The skill chase so you can use it just as an independent iframe freely on a five second cooldown or a three second or whatever it is currently three seconds what do you mean how would well, that work i mean they so just... we were talking about it last podcast frosty came up with the idea of putting having a separate chase that you can activate independently of normal chase and that chase is an iframe that yeah. actually works so instead of it just being like every whatever it is, five seconds your chase is an iframe, you get a separate chase that you can use whenever you want that is an iframe. Yeah, so your normal chase is always super armor and works exactly as it currently does, but if you use the iframe version, whether it's hotbar or keybind, whatever, that version, so you can use that reactively when you need the iframe specifically, instead of... Kind of like, kind of like doing the kinda, BSR keys, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, but... Almost more like how Sleet Step used to function back in the day. Like it was just separate. I mean, from it's base, not yeah. it's not a bad idea. Like I think that would be a pretty viable solution. Because that would uh, give you guys an on command like quick iframe, right? Yeah. yeah. Instead of like pretty nice. And it would you have it to would use prevent chase. from other skills being buffed to gain iframe. So yeah, I could see that. But it's like that would fundamentally change like how that skill works. I, I guess I'd have to see how it was implemented. I mean, it, it could literally just be like, you have to hotbar. Here's a quick, you can now, yeah. you can now quick slot chase, chase whatever, we'll call it chase ghost. Well, and chase ghost, the quick slotted version, when you press it, it uses chase, but it's an iframe, completely independent of your normal chase RMB button. There, there's, there's just a few things to, you know keep note of about that like yeah like 
and that sounds good on paper and whatnot. It just yeah, really depends on how it's implemented because, it is. like, for example, hotbar skills, they don't activate as quickly as input skills. Correct? That's not always true, no. That's pretty much always true from my experience. That's um, maybe you're with your class, but that is not always true. Hotbar skills are, like, instant on other classes. <clears throat> well... Default users pointing on on Dark Knight, hotbar skills are actually faster in some cases than using the keybinds. Then you guys got better class designers than we did. With Dragon, with Dragon saying on Musa, it's the exact same speed whether it's hotbar or keybind. Most skills. Hotbar skills cost more MP than keyboards. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Sometimes that, there's some weird. Is that cost still a thing? He used to say that I in the skill that, tree. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's still a thing. It rewarded you for doing key inputs rather than hot bars. It's weird. Um, I mean, like, I, I like the idea. It's an interesting and creative way to go about the problem. And I would be on board with it if if the hot bar version or the key input version of the iframe chase was um, not going to, like, require... You know, sometimes, like, certain skills, they don't they don't activate smoothly in some situations. I would be afraid that them messing with that, it wouldn't activate properly I in mean, some situations. Could it, could it possibly be worse than the way it works now? Because I hear you guys complain that the iframe basically doesn't exist now. So it can't be I feel be like worse. every time they touch Chase, it gets worse. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's. I mean, it's possible it could be better. It's possible it could be worse. It really depends on how they implement it. See, this... I, I like the idea. I'll, I'll admit, I like the idea. It's creative solution to the problem. And right. and... I'd be, I would be willing to test it on Global Labs. <laughs> but the problem is, Global Labs is horrible to test with. So, so separately, that was a social experiment, by the way, Rosar. Yeah. So you can see how Mayos and Musas will—they're a thankless class. They just. Oh wait! How, how was that thankless? Ungrateful. Listen, here's How is that thankless? I said that was a that was here's... a unique and creative solution. I would be willing to try it. Buff number two, you ready? They give right, they actually do give an unprotected melee grab to Musa, but not Mewa. Your thoughts. What the fuck would they do that? <laughs> well, because Mewa is I mean they women. did do it in uh in um what uh, Shadow Arena. They gave Musa a grab. <laughs> I mean, you have Petal Bloom and Petal Drill. Those two skills are OP. Yeah, and Awakening. Uh-huh. You have Red Moon. Okay. What would you rather... You're just, you're just naming skills. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> you have... You have, you have like, they, they have skills, too. You have stigma. You have stigma. Oh my god. <laughs> all right, all right. What about this? What would you rather? Let's argument. do a would you rather. Would you rather them give Musa a grab but not Mewa? Or would you rather them give Musa Red Moon oh and Mewa gets nothing? Well, if you had to what? pick one. How, wait, how, how is like both these situations Mewa gets nothing out of this deal but Musa gets something? I don't understand. All right, all right, Mewa, all right, Musa gets Red Moon. All right, here's these two options, so that way you get something. Either A, Musa gets a grab and Mewa gets nothing, or B, Musa gets Red Moon, but Mewa loses some of its max stamina. Fuck. <laughs> what kind of social what experiment is, are you doing? 
Is this like trying to see how long before I get triggered as fuck? Before he's actually mad. What if, uh... How long before he's actually tilted? What What if Musa got accuracy and Maywa got uh, a buff to New Year's Eve? Would that be fair? Yeah, no, how about about Musa gets an accuracy buff and they make the sticky snowflake cool down 45 seconds instead of 30? Oh my god. Sticky's uh, 15. Basically 30, though. Doesn't it feel like 30 at times? It definitely feels like 30, I'll agree. (laughs) Oh, man. Sorry, I I went off on a... I just, we had in the show notes earlier that we should have a conversation about reducing Maywa's stamina and you weren't having it. So I wanted to squeeze it in there somewhere. You know? come up with this. This is worse. <laughs> There's like nothing better about that. If you don't hate Musa's now, you will in the next patch when they have a grab and red moon <laughs> and you get oh nothing. Oh my god. Uh, Devs, if you're listening, don't fucking listen to this guy. All right, all right. If they get Red Moon, you can have one extra PVE hit on New Year's Eve. Are you cool with that? My gosh. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we would be top tier, Greg. <laughs> there would be uh, no doubt about that. Dude, do you remember the time Rezar when Nayashi said that the New Year's Eve buff is nothing and they don't use that ability, and now they literally just outfarm everybody with it? It's crazy. Well, it's because during that time period, I was keeping it down the low low because I didn't know if because I already seen content from KR that they were abusing the New Year's Eve spam in order to get um, a better trash loop per hour. But I didn't think that was going to stick. I thought they were going to patch that, but they didn't. So I was like, well, uh, okay, I guess we'll go ahead and just make it public knowledge then. Nash, I want to offer you a button. Okay. Is this the is this the no no Mewa nerf talk button? No, no, no. So this button, if you press this button, awakened warrior will get nerfed. Okay. God. It'll get where, it'll get nerfed. Where can I it'll press get, it? It'll get nerfed into the ground. But also, if you press this button, the stamina consumption on Chase gets doubled. What? You be pressing that button. What what does nerfed into the ground mean? You you already gave I mean, me it. You... It's it's basically unplayable. Like that's how like slashing tickles buttholes. Uh reckless blow like it doesn't even it it, it just misses cuz the accuracy is like Instead negative 100% grab resistance. It's like it adds resistance to your opponent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, even Sphero, even even Sphero can't make montages anymore. Like that's how bad it is. Oh man, I'll press it once. <laughs> Every time you press it, they get worse and you lose more stamina. <laughs> I'll press it once. Oh, that's it, God. just once. Dude, I wish I could see. I wish there was like an April Fool's patch that. But not on April Fool's, so Mavos don't know it. But that just literally says they increase the stamina consumption. Cost how funny would it, how funny would it be if like an, on April Fools they change all the classes and uh, make all the skills another class? Like yeah. your your class is now what a like say my class turns into like what a Kuno is, but your class turns into like yeah. a warrior. I think what they need to do is that would be hilarious. One, People would just, be like confused as fuck. Just for like one day, like on April, like on April Fools itself, they change all of the hundred percent BSRs to the most useless skill in every class's entire kit, and just see what happens. 
It could work. I, I like the idea of, you, you know how the suggestions been out there that they remove PA from WizWitch and give it to Shy? Imagine mm. in that same patch, like underneath Shy, it's like bullet point. Protected area has been removed from Wizard and Witch and added to the Shy's kit. The cooldown is also been increased to 10 minutes, right? And the whole server is super happy. And then the next bullet point, also, Chase has been removed from Musa Mewa and added to Shy, and in its place, Musa Mewa got head chase. You might as well just delete our class. <laughs> Dude, you guys would be so sick with head chase. No, and it has the same little pause useful. between each dash too, just like head chase. Like it's not like chase where it's just fluid. It just has that yeah, weird little Yeah, but you're forgetting how many other mobility skills that fucking class has. Like warrior has a lot of other mobility in their kit. I mean, you kind of move around with stigma. A little movement in there. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, I got good news. The Saints finally won a fucking game. Jesus Christ. Thanks. Did they? They did. They beat the Lions. Thank fuck. Hell yeah. Almost threw it. Almost got close to throwing it towards the fucking end, but. Um. All right. Let's let's move on from Musa Mewa. Uh, we don't really have much else. Is there anything you guys wanted to talk about? There's there's gonna be no timestamps on this video, by the way, because we are just fucking meandering all over the goddamn place. Russ, how long do you it's think right. the Genshin Impact... It's an Odalita celebration podcast. How long do you think <laughs> yeah, the, right. the Genshin Impact uh, hype is going to last? Like, legitimately. Like, Do you think this is a game that's uh, going to be two like weeks. two, three years? No. I, like I said, I, I think this is a game where it most of the enjoyment you're going to get out of it is through like the story and like all the questing and stuff like that, right? Hmm. I, I have a feeling it's going to hold... I think it's going to hold my attention for maybe like two months, a month, two months, maybe three, like max. And then, like I said earlier, I think it's going to be a game where every time there's an expansion, I'm going to come back and then check out the new zone, look at the new characters, maybe play a little bit again for like, you know, like two weeks, a month, maybe something like that. And then, you know, I'll, just, I'll go back to not playing it. I, I think it's one of those games. I don't think it's like a main game. Like, me and my cousin yeah. were talking the other day about how hard it is to, like, have a game be a main game. Like, I, I, it's really hard Dude, um, you know to how offer in, uh, something. In, in Anthem or Division, how the open world, even though it's, like, open world and they make you feel like you're playing with other players, but you're really just in a private lobby with anywhere from two to four people. That That's the one thing I kind of wish that game had. Like, I wish, like, just right at level one, me and my friend were both in the same world. Yeah, the co-op thing, me and Mina were talking about this the other day. It feels like the co-op was, like, the last thing they did. It's like they made Genshin Impact, and then, like, a couple months before it was supposed to release, they were like, you know what would be cool? Co-op. And so they, like, rushed it together without really thinking about it. And then we're just like, there you go. There's, there's co-op. And it's like, yeah, but, like... It's really weird. Like, there's certain things you can do and certain things you can't do, and the the distinction between what you can and can't do doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like, you can't do missions whenever you're in co-op, which is like really strange because that's like, at least again to me and to most of the people that I've talked to about the game, the main draw of the game is the story and the missions, and the fact that you can't do that with your friends is like really strange. 
It's like basically the only thing you can do with your friends is like the grinding part of it, right? Where you're running like dungeons for ascension materials or you're killing bosses or, you know, things like that in the open world. It's it's kind of yeah. weird how the distinction is. And also the fact that you have to hit uh, AR-20 or 16 rather, AR-16 is like really strange because, again, it's like why? These like strange restrictions that just don't really make a lot of sense to me. And it almost feels like these restrictions are in place because they didn't have the time or maybe didn't care to like make the co-op work with what happens before that game and what happens with things that like the story missions. Like they're like, how do we make co-op work with the story missions? It's like, ah, we don't have time to figure that out. The game's coming out in two months. Just make it where you can't do story missions. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of weird. Yeah. Weird. It's an unpolished game that was released. The co-op feels unpolished. The rest of the game has feels a, very polished. It has elements that are unpolished, uh, at least to me. But it's like, I think it's a pretty, it's a decent game. I two months, I, I'm surprised. Like that, that's longer than, like the arcade hype. And like I know arcade fizzled out, and in retrospect, it was really bad. But those first couple weeks, everyone really loved it. And, but it didn't quite last two months. Maybe for some people, but most people fell off after about a month. Well, also, the reason I say, another reason I say two months is because supposedly the 1.1 patch, people are theorizing, is going to hit rather quickly. Mm -hmm. And with the 1.1 patch, there's supposed to be a whole other region. So that means you're going to have more missions, more characters, you know, all that kind of stuff. And people are theorizing, excuse me, that that's going to come in like a month. So. Okay. You know, when I. At least from what I've been reading anyway. Division had this system where, because Division is only a four-player co-op game, right? But it feels like an open world because of the way players can come in and out to public lobbies and the way that, like, when you go into a mission, even though you're instanced in, it doesn't feel like it. Have you ever played Division? Or not really? I have not. I have not. Okay, so Division, I don't know, it's like, I, it's kind of hard to explain the world, but it's like, it literally has load screens all over the place that you never actually see, because they like, they seamlessly do, they're integrated. super seamless, you feel like you're just walking into, you have this massive open world, and you're walking into a mall, but like, you're just like being debriefed for 10 seconds on your mission, but it's like, actually, that's the load screen, and you've been instanced out of the world you were in, but it doesn't feel like it at all. It's really cool. I kind of, I thought that's kind of clever how, way to go about it. That's how I thought Genshin was going to be because everyone's like, "Well, it's not an MMO; it's a co-op game." I was like, "Yeah, but if I'm playing with four people, like that's fine. If I'm like running around this world with four people, that sounds fun as hell." So then when I played and I realized it wasn't quite that, I was kind of sad. Yeah, it's. I would not describe it as a co-op game. Honestly, I wouldn't. With the state of the co-op that it has right now now apparently they are working on more group content specifically they said they're working on eight player content so like that's cool if they manage to make it like fun and interesting which most of their like dungeons have been pretty fun so far um but yeah i i would not describe it as a co-op game i i really would describe it as a a solo like breath of the wild like literally a solo like adventure type game I know I'm alone in this, but it would also be way more fun if you could fly, just straight up fly instead of glide. 
I wish there was, like, something you could do. I don't know. Like, maybe you can upgrade your glider. Like, something to reach for, maybe, right? Yeah. You can, like, upgrade your glider, and then at some point you're able to, like, boost yourself up or something. And then, like, once you get, like, really OP gliders, you just straight up fly. Like, that would be cool. Yeah. Even if it was, like, you only fly for a short time to go up, and then you glide down. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like a boost yeah. or something. I don't know. But uh, the most important thing to note about Genshin Impact, if you haven't heard about it, is it is a gacha game. So, uh, so what does that, that in mind. what does that mean for us n people that don't play mobile games that much? So gacha games usually refer to games typically on your phone, and this can be played on your phone. But I would much rather play it on the PC just because it has actual like action combat. Um, but the gacha version, like the gacha word, and like when you're referring to a gacha game, usually refers to you are like everything in the game is obtained by a loot box, basically. Like that's usually what it means to have like a gacha game. Is that's that just gross? Yeah, I mean it's you know it's not good, and it's usually very expensive. People spend a lot of money on gacha games. Um, and that's why gacha games are usually, like, pretty looked down on. Um, these are games like Fate Grand Order, uh, Epic Seven, uh, Raid Shadow Legends. Um, these are all gacha games. So, yeah, you, uh, you basically roll for a character. You spin this wheel, or you open this loot box, or you, you know, do whatever. And well, you get these items. there goes our Raid Shadow, Legend, uh, Shadow Legends, uh... Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, first of all, Resident Raid Shadow Legends is a high-quality MMO that I main, by the way, and I will continue <laughs> yeah, to main oh, yeah. if I can get a sponsorship. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to Genshin. Genshin? Genshin. I call it Genshin. I don't know. Maybe it's Jensen. I don't know. Whatever. I call it Genshin, but... Yeah, but, uh, Adri, this has been her first gacha game, and, uh, she's already, like, I, it makes me feel like I want to spend more money. I'm like, yeah, that's the whole point of gacha games, is that they they make you want to, like, oh, you know, buy in more to get the stuff that you want, sort of thing, you know? Yeah. So, but the important thing about Genshin, at least to me, is that it's an actual game. So, the issue I've always had with games like Raid Shadow Legends and... Uh, fucking Fate Go. I I spent a lot of the whole time. I spent a lot of time and a lot of money on Fate Go like years ago, and uh, the, my issue with those games is that they're phone games. And not saying that Genshin isn't a phone game, but it it actually has gameplay. It's actually fun. It's actually enjoyable. There's things to actually do. You're not just watching JPEGs on a screen like move around. And that was kind of my biggest issue with all of these gacha games, is that you're literally just watching these JPEGs just, like, move around. And it's really boring. And I know technically you're still doing that on any video game, but shut the fuck up. Uh, whereas in Genshin, there's actually, like, things to do. There's different games to play. There's different modes to, like, enjoy. I don't know. It feels like an actual game that where the cash shop is just gacha, which is fucking terrible. But, I mean, we all play BDO, right? So I'm in. And I I know yeah, I've spent I wish, more on BDO I wish I could than I'll roll. ever spend on gacha games. I wish I could roll for Kuno in the Pearl Shop, dude. Yeah, I think I mean, that uh, I think that Genshin has a good element of exploration. That's the one thing I like about it. At least it feels like in the beginning. 
I don't know what I collected all the apples for, but there were apples and trees that I climbed up to grab. And now I have apples. You cook food. You cook food with them, man. Um, you know, another game, not to get too off a video topic, but uh, I kind of missed this announcement because it's been so long and I stopped waiting for the game, but I guess Amazon Studios is going to publish Lost Ark in the West, which is kind of interesting to me because the Lost Ark I always thought looked kind of cool. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, did you uh, guys I feel ever... like the hype for Lost Ark has like really the hype is gone died. for sure. It's completely yeah. gone away. But yeah, I, I remember do... when Lost Ark first dropped in KR, wherever it originally dropped, people were like, "Oh, this is it! Like this is the next thing." And now it's like <laughs> you know. Yeah. But it still looks fun. I think like the combat and everything looks really fun on it, and it has cool PvP. So we'll see. But I think that game will be kind of fun. I just don't know. Again, it's like, all right, they have the publisher now. The game's already four years old, but when is it actually going to come out? You know. Also, Amazon Game Studios. Yeah. They have another MMO that they're working on. <laughs> well, it got delayed for Lost Ark, dude. Mm. They're like Pearl Abyss. Did it get and delayed they again? No, no. I don't know. I don't even know oh, when their yeah. launch is, but um, I last I saw it was like early next year. Is the last thing I saw. Maybe that's wrong. That's yeah. the last thing I saw. I think that's still the plan. I don't know, but it would be funny if Amazon's like, "Well, we were gonna release it, but Lost Ark's coming out that day," and it's like, "Well, but you guys are releasing it that day. <laughs> like, why? That's <laughs> <laughs> you guys, uh, damn it." Um. I don't know if I ever talked about New World, but if you like life skills, New World is actually really fun. It has a really uh, cool life skilling system, actually, which I know is something you probably never thought you'd hear me say. But I played it whenever it had like the beta or whatever, or preview is what they called it a couple months back. I played it with my friend, and uh, we put a lot of hours into it. It was a, it was a good time. No, Definitely not. If you want PvP... Definitely not the game. Really? Tried Some people PvP. said it was actually pretty fun. Is it not good? No, 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 no. I heard no, it's no, pretty no. awful. They got some balancing to do before they do any PvP in that fucking game, bro. First of all, okay, issue number one, literally everything makes you stagger, which oh, is yeah, the yeah, most yeah. unfun that. thing in existence. Literally, like, everything, everything makes you stagger. And so what you ha basically have is, oh, well, if I can just attack faster than the other guy, I can perma-stagger them until they die. And so you just have everyone running around with a goddamn axe and just left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, yeah. right. And you just can't do anything about it. It's so miserable. So, yeah, yeah they, they definitely got some balancing to do in the PvP if they really want to... Uh, if they really want that to be a thing. But honestly, I don't even think... Like, PvP is not the main draw in that game. Like, the siege seems cool. There's a lot of different, like, siege weapons and stuff that you can do. But to me, the main reason you'd be playing that game is for, like, the life-skilling stuff. And I don't know. That's, that, that stuff is really well done, in my opinion. It's really fun. It's similar to... I don't know if anyone's ever played this uh, Albion. It's kind of similar to Albion. I played Albion for a little while. Albion's... And, uh... Uh, crafting system or not crafting but the the gathering and whatnot was actually pretty nice yeah it's it's very very similar to albion in all honesty it's it's very similar so if you liked albion's like life skilling system and crafting system and all that stuff it's it's quite similar to that so that was so garbage though every time i got into a fight i lose all my gear 
<laughs> yeah, that's kind of... I don't know. Albion had a lot of pros and a lot of cons whenever I played it. That's kind of why I stopped playing. I was like, eh. Also, something about top-down games. It's also my issue with Lost Ark. There's something about the top-down perspective that I just don't like. Not a fan. The, the problem I had with uh, Albion was just like... Uh, the mass mob type mentality. You just get mobbed all the time. Get run through by like fucking 30 people going through a region. Yeah. It also felt, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. The PvP was not very fun in that game, to me, anyway. But again, that's maybe just because of top down. But, uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see about Lost Ark. Maybe Lost Ark will be fun. Yeah. Dude, uh, I'm 70% in towards 63. Oh, shit, dude. Dude, we're we're about 30 hours away. It's not bad, dude. Um, did you want to talk about Evasion DR? I have a way to present this to you. Um, alright, with with the Tauros belt on its way, with the Creepy ring on the back on its way. <laughs> Creepy ring. <laughs> um, with two accuracy accessories on the way that are going to be relatively accessible. The belt will probably be kind of hard to get because of the area it's in and the demand. But the ring then should be relatively to, attainable. To, to also add on to that, the, all the changes they've done with the classes that had a lot of evasion built yeah. into their passives and stats and stuff With like that. Smokescreen got nerfed. The evasion passives on Striker Missa got nerfed. Um, they added distortion earrings, which just have more accuracy in general. They added Elkar crystals. They added new crystals that you're going to be able to put into your dandy with the, uh, um, you know, delete it if you want, if you so choose, if accuracy is your thing. Uh, with the plethora of accuracy options and the couple of nerfs here and there to evasion, my question to you is two things, Nashi. One, are you still, do you still feel that a evasion is overpowered? And two, are you, are you yourself building towards evasion? Uh, so... or considering something else? So at this time, at this point in time, in the current state of things, I am still building towards evasion. Um, I still think it's really strong. Um, they implemented those DP brackets, uh, which do affect both DR and evasion. Um, the damage reduction brackets. Um, and I still think evasion is really strong. Um, but the... Odalita introducing a lot more accuracy will play a part in how the meta acts and reacts to the change and the accessibility of more accuracy. It's hard to say how it's going to impact things. Um, a lot of players are basically talking about getting one accessory item to replace one of their AP items, like Toro Belt replacing a Bassy Belt, for example, um, and it being a 2 AP loss. And you gain like, what is it like twenty something accuracy? Twenty sheet accuracy, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's a huge, huge positive trade for accuracy um, with a minimal loss in AP. Um, 
in comparison to like the Disto Dawn argument. Um, right, Disto Dawn's the, hard. The Dawn also, the Disto also um, affects your DP, but you know you can always add more Kaffers in. Mind you, with the marketplace being dog shit, but we'll assume you can freely get Kaffers. Um, so, with all that being said, um, I think there's potential for the meta to shift, um, but I don't think every class is going to be shifting off of evasion to DR. I think the, the pretty standard staple classes that would go DR would just maintain that direction, like Warrior um, would probably, like the high-end Warriors might consider going back to DR. Um, if like for example, I think like Zethian may be like one prime example of a warrior that with high end gear that went evasion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see him maybe considering going back to DR, depending on how many players are starting to get more accuracy, because he might notice that his evasion might not necessarily be as effective anymore. But I think the the typical classes that would benefit from evasion will still go evasion. Just my hunch. Um, like Kuno Ninja might still consider going evasion. Suck Wiz would probably still um, go evasion, or as an alternative, they could go DR as well. Um, so I don't think it really matters for them one way or the other. The only reason why people were going evasion before is because it was just like outright OP. Um, but right. it's not it necessarily the case anymore. Yeah, based on the introduction of all these new things. Like so my changes. One of the things that I've been thinking a lot about and like going back and forth in my head is like So with where my gear is and where anyone is that's like below me. I, I guess if you're already three oh nine AP Kudum, this isn't really much of a decision for you. But if you're yeah. lower than that um, Say like my AP. Two seventy seven yeah. Kudo. If you're anywhere from Nashi's AP all the way up to my AP, there is an element of if I run Nuver, I'll have more AP and I can get an accuracy accessory while still being a really, really high AP bracket. And if I run Nuver, losing that evasion from Kudum makes the evasion build significantly less effective, especially considering that everyone's about to get accuracy. So would I be better off just running begs and getting that extra accuracy, a full DR setup, and still being like, if you're full DR with like full C9 and actually and dead gods and whatever, like when all that shit comes, like there's still gonna be an element of tankiness. Like you're you're not necessarily gonna die standing up. But now yeah, you you're just not have... gonna you're not necessarily gonna be able to just tank a combo with Nova, but But you'll have so much extra damage output. The question is, is it is it worth staying DR? Because here's my thing, is like, I switched. Well, I guess I say staying DR is like, because everyone kind of starts out DR with their TED armors. Because here's the oh, thing, okay. a while back, now probably a year ago, I, I sold all of my DR stuff, took my Kaffirs out, and switched to evasion, and then took a while to like get all my Kaffirs back into my armors. And... Like, I'm evasion now, so I'm probably going to stay evasion. But if I could go back in time, knowing now what, uh, like, if I knew back then what I know now, I legit think I would have stayed DR. 
Like I would have told myself, no, 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 no. Just stay DR because there's about to be a bunch of accuracy accessories. They're going to nerf evasion here and there. They're going to add more accuracy to the game subtly. And over time, you're going to just die. You're going to die just as fast anyway. So building up evasion for tankiness is kind of a moot point. Plus, because I'm evasion, now I don't have all the accuracy from Begs. If I get an accuracy accessory, it drops my AP even lower since I use Kudum, like lower than it already is lowered. And I'm just going to be killing people more slowly. Like, it's one of the reasons why I feel like, um, I don't know, like, I've, Spin Spree hits so hard if you have a Nuver and accuracy accessory. <laughs> Uh, spin spray hits like a noodle if you don't. So, I don't know. It's kind of an interesting thing. Also, to, to add on to the evasion nerfs over time, in the last year, they also added minus 15% evasion to Voltaic Pulse. Which is yeah, pretty big deal in large scale. Yeah. yeah, large scale. Because it kind of affects a lot of people. Uh, and in that they have also add that, they added uh, other features like that to other skills too. Like, uh, I know Mewa got one where like uh, an awakening... Sticky Snowflake got a, a very minimal 3%, um, right? 3% debuff to S the opponent's evasion. Sorka, 9% on turn back slash. Yeah, there's been a lot of like a lot of little things here and there. Yeah. So I mean, I could see the argument. Um I mean, there's that's it's going to take time for the meta to shift because obviously it's going to be a while before people start pumping out tets for those accessories. So even if even if the meta does shift, it'll be a while before it does. And that doesn't necessarily mean everyone's going to do that. You know, I think a lot of players probably will at least get one accessory item. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to have like a, a tremendously huge impact on their hit rate over like it, it's like roughly 5% is what 20 accuracy gives. Right. Roughly. So. um, Which is good. It's really good. But it's not like it's not going to be like a night and day difference in damage output, I feel, you know. Um, yeah. What what makes the change is that. If you run a standard setup like that and you switch to DR, then you also get the additional 25 accuracy from the bags, which now it turns into a 10%-ish hit rate increase, um, roughly. And then from there, if you decide to have you know, a second or even third accuracy accessory on hand for swapping in versus specifically meme evasion builds, then you pretty much have an easy time killing them with minimal impact to your AP. You could also arguably say you could just buy the pen accuracy offhand, just swap that in to deal with the memers. But for those people that are actually building really high evasion with DR as well, um, like that really high Kaffir level stuff, yeah. um, like you, you will want to keep on your main AP stuff with minimal accessory, uh, accessory changes. Yeah. I just, there's part of me that wonders, like, it, with my gear, if I, if I had a Nuver and I swapped to a Tetoros belt and Begs. How like, much could you actually, I, like, see a difference of? I would hit two more AP brackets and have 45 more accuracy. Yeah. 
Which I mean, would be it could, such a significant damage boost. That, that would be a, a massive damage difference for sure. I yeah. agree. I don't know. It makes me wonder. Yeah, I don't but know. It, I mean, there's there's that difference, though. It's like when you look at it from targeting one player or just like even just hitting multiple players. Yeah, you'll you'll hit harder and whatnot. But the argument is that unless a lot of people are obtaining the accuracy in the same fashion that you are. Um, I just don't see why then, they wouldn't be, though, with the ring. Like, I get with the belt it's going to be hard, but I don't think the ring's going to be hard to get. Probably not. Yeah. I can I can find out probably from some of my uh, contacts, but um, it probably won't be all that difficult to obtain a ring. Um, so let's... You would you would need to have a lot of people obtaining this kind of gear in order for evasion to become like basically pretty awful choice armor wise to pick because people would just have too much accuracy and it'd be too hard to build up enough evasion to actually be impactful and you'd give up way too many offensive stats to do so. Um, like the whole reason why it was really good before is because you could build up a lot of evasion relatively easily, especially depending on your class with the skill add-ons or passive or specific skill buffs. I mean, smokescreen um, used to give 18% evasion. Yeah, that's huge. Now it only gives nine, right? Yeah. So significant difference. Um, I do look at like the direction that they're going with the gear too. And I I think about, okay, so we have the dead God armor and that, that that one's sort of neutral because you need it kind of for both builds. Yeah. But the next piece the after helmet, that is Black Star Helmet. And when it's Dead God Helmet, no, not, like Yeah, yeah. The Black Star Helmet then Dead God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that that's not evasion. And it I we'll see what they do with the gloves, but I have a feeling it's gonna be more leaning towards what Beggs has than what Lieber has. If I, I had to I guess. suspect it's probably the case as well. So you're like naturally going to be able to build into just getting more stats out of DR without sacrificing any of your AP or accuracy if you go with like a full set of Dead God. So maybe that's the transition. Instead of switching back now, just wait until you're full Dead God and switch when that happens. Well, we don't know the stats for Dead God Helmet yet, right? Not, not necessarily, no, but... Yeah, so there's there is a likelihood, there is a likelihood that maybe they want to kind of mirror, like use Dead God to like mirror the two different builds where it's like a combination. And uh, you know, we're like maybe like the the Dead God armor has both evasion and DR of equivalent values, similar to tree. Um, so the stats are really good on it. Maybe the helmet has something similar. That's like a mirrored version of, you know, Griffin and uh, maybe some extra evasion. Because there really isn't an evasion helmet that's a boss armor. There's just Giather uh, Griffin helmet, and then there's uh, the greens with uh, Heave. So maybe they do incorporate some extra evasion into this particular helmet. And if they do, then basically the the build becomes like well you just go full dead god and it's irrelevant what you build at that point yeah. but as far as like what it means for like what accessories you should build 
it would kind of suggest to me that based on where the opponent is in their gear, you're basically going to need a combination of accessories, maybe switch in and out, depending on if you find that this combo wasn't effective at killing them. Bell is in 20 minutes, by the way. Yeah. Don't forget. Yeah, I, I, um, it's hard to say, like we're trying to predict the future, basically. Well, I, I just think, I mean, based on what they've done so far, I feel like it's, it seems more likely to me that, because we already know a pen black star helmet is basically a C whatever, uh, C Griffin slash Gaeth combo because it has the HP yeah. as well and the DR. So yeah. I I just think Dead God's gonna be the same as the armor where it's just gonna give more stats as if you were Caffrising. Probably I I can see that being the case. Um, I don't know. So it's an interesting to think about because we have no we have no evidence to suggest otherwise. But I, uh, I know no one believes me when I say it. But like, if I'm in a node war, like if someone is if you're a, a Kuno, let's just say Kuno, or or Sork is another class that's doing this more and more. If you're a Sork or a Kuno with a 363 DP evasion versus a Sork or a Kuno with 363 DP DR, like. If you get CC'd, you're still dying, no matter what. Yeah. And if you're standing up on both kits, you can take a hit or two, but you can't just sit in a ball with either of the kits anymore. Like, there was a time for sure evasion you could, but now you, you kind of can't, especially with the prominence of Suck Wizard, because Voltaic Pulse is happening every six seconds um, <laughs> by, like, 35 Definitely wizards feels... at a time. But Definitely feels that way. So that's why I'm I'm thinking now, like in retrospect, there's part of me that regrets going evasion just because I'm like, man, like I die super fast anyway, but now I just do less damage. And I feel bad about yeah. that a little bit, you know? I don't know. Yeah, and I, and I get that. I get that. I just, I just think like you got to also look at it from another perspective, like maybe setting Siege aside because that's it's a little bit different example. Um, but if you look at large scale, or not large scale, um, if you look at small scale and one v ones like open world, like there's a likelihood that you're not running in the players that have, you know, large amounts of gear to swap in and out for like if you're evasion or dr, you know, right. Um, and if you happen to run into players that are less geared than you, which is definitely possible, especially in your position. The evasion is more impactful overall, like even from a chip damage standpoint, I feel because you can evade a lot more. Um, and I think there's also the fact that if and someone correct me if I'm wrong, if you evade hits, you don't actually get debuffs to connect. But mind you, you have to evade basically for most skills, all the hits before the debuff doesn't get applied. But there's that potential, you know, like you can throw on an evasion offhand and all of a sudden you're like their hit rate on you is like 30%, you know, like there's definitely a good likelihood that they can't kill you or they can't debuff you or they can't do a whole bunch of things. Yeah, sure. Your kill potential is probably a lot lower too, but I mean, you have high enough AP where it's probably still possible to kill most decent players. Gear scores. I, I just don't think like if I'm running into someone that has a 30% hit rate against me, even if I'm DR, they're not killing me because that person has no gear. 
Like you don't well, need. Well, yeah. You don't I'm need any accuracy. I'm thinking if you throw on an evasion offhand with an evasion build setup, they would have a thirty percent hit rate. See now, like the evasion offhand thing, like I I don't like the evasion offhand, like in the game in general. I think it's kind of weird, like the green one. Like I, yeah. I'm not a big fan of it. I mean, I guess it has a place with like shies and those types of builds, but the evasion offhand coupled with how strong the evasion buffs used to be were was like insane. But now it's just like. I don't know. Are people really using evasion offhands as much? I know they're like uh, running centaur. Ball I know of some people that do, and I know some people that actually use the accuracy offhands too. Yeah, I, I just, um, I, I just think also like, yeah, while the average person right now doesn't have that much accuracy, it's just there's not going to be any reason in the future. Like, there's a lot of people that look up like, hey, or ask questions. What, what should I get for this? For this? For this? Like. Basically, everyone, the cookie cutter build should be you have one accuracy accessory no matter what. Whether it's the yeah, belt, the I, ring. I mean, that, I, I agree. That's probably what the quote unquote meta is going to be for the typical player that's interested in PvP. Um, I still think there'll be a lot of players out there that won't have that, though. Like, beyond the, the people that typically do no wars and sieges, I think there'll still be a lot of players that won't have that. Yeah, but those players uh, are all running into people with tech gear anyway. Like it, <laughs> right? Like if you're if you're if you have no knowledge of that, you should have an accuracy accessory. You're you're probably not really at a high end spot or participating in PvP at all. Or you're 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 just at a different place in your progression. Like for me, it'll probably be a while before I consider getting an accuracy accessory. You know, because I got too much too much. Because I have too much else to help build towards, and building AP initially will help me get Ryan faster to get more gains faster, right? I mean, sure, but if you're like a Sork, like you, I, I mean, you play suck, so accuracy is not that important uh, for you. Like, not no offense, but like blooming. <laughs> yeah, my my kid is. Definitely, it, I mean, it yeah. has an eight percent accuracy passive built into it, and then really high accuracy on a lot of its skills that I use primarily. Yeah. Anyways, but like if yeah, someone's so yeah, a Sork or a Kuno, I'm or definitely Ninja, an outlier. And they're leveling up like that. Part of their early gear progression is like, yeah, you, you're gonna have to get an accuracy accessory. Like, but if you're, if I'm only like try accessories, I'm not, I'm not killing someone that's 360 DR either. You know what I mean? <laughs> And Noob Slayer says, man, thanks people at the bottom mid just made a money. <laughs> I gotta spend money on main gear, not accuracy backup. Not a yeah, backup. I, I, it, this is not a backup. The accuracy is not a backup. It, it's it just would, replacing it would, your gear. It's replacing your ring. Yeah, the, the, whole, the whole idea is that the quote-unquote idea for the meta, the idea, not realization yet, but idea for the meta is that most Node Wars, Siege-related players will... It'll almost become like a mandatory thing to consider having replaced your bassy belt or one of your crescents with a accuracy version because the gain is too good you right. get 20 accuracy and you lose 2 ap the gain is just too good um that's the idea so this guy's so saying, it's not like this guy's saying he ran into someone or met a dude who was running centaur belt sisal neck offhand evasion still had 271 ap 900 evasion for a person like that yeah. like yeah you just throw on an accuracy offhand yeah you throw on an accuracy offhand that player probably can't survive a combo 
Yeah, that's the thing. Like they've unless they're committed. whale potting and using tendons and stuff like that. I mean, those are different situations. Like outright flat out, they probably won't survive the combo. Unless yeah, they buff up. Nyla says Kuno doesn't struggle with accuracy near as much as Ninja Sork. Like try try killing an evasion with no accuracy on awakening. It's uh, it's not that it's not that easy. Nihilus needs to exit BA first, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, suck. That that's true for suck on uh, you know, a lot of classes. Don't struggle as much yeah. with accuracy on a lot, on most succession classes. Um, but a lot of people are about to be switching back to awakening. But even on succession, like, I mean, struggles. I I I still need an accurate successor. I'm not skipping it. The second. Odalita comes out, I'm getting a Toro spell. Like I'm gonna work super hard to get a Toro spell. And I, I play yeah. I play. I can't, I can't wait to so. watch the uh the endless pry fails. <laughs> it's gonna be so disheartening. Yeah, no. I, I thought the same thing, Nihilus, but it's this buff is a seven percent buff. It's not uh it's not get crazy with the wheel buff on awakening, alright. <laughs> uh Wait, no, no, no. Ninja has that crazy evasion killing dot combo. Nihilus. I'm not bringing that up right now. That's in the past. Um, I don't know. I just think uh, it's gotten to the point where everyone kind of needs a... It's a joke. Yeah. It's a joke, Nihilus. Because someone said that. Yeah. Someone said that Ninja doesn't worry about evasion because of a uh, high-powered dot combo. Yeah, I mean... I don't know, though. It's a, it's a good argument to talk about, or a good uh, conversation to talk about, because, um, yeah, a lot of people are still in their progression state, like myself, trying to decide on what to build. They haven't fully committed yet. Even if you fully commit, I, I like... Even if you decide to switch, I think it'll be a while, a long while, even if the meta switches before the prices of like the evasion gear drop and dip and people aren't buying it as often, you know? So even if, hypothetically, even if that happened, I think it'd be a while before there'd be any like negative impacts to that market. So people could make the swap. What are you running, Reslar? Evasion or DR? He's been evading this game all day. Yeah, yes, dude. Oh shit! I just realized oh, the whole goddamn time, son of a bitch. <laughs> Sammy and Tina's in chat. All right, Sammy, let, let's get your opinion. Have, have you heard the conversation? So when Odalita comes out, by the way, I'm gonna move my Garmoth from my offhand to my uh, Dandy, and then I'm probably gonna swap to get some human damage in my uh, crystals. So that's my plan. I'm glass cannon archer, baby. Hell yeah! There you go. There you go. So, Sammy, you, you said you've been lurking. So you've been listening to the conversation about DR evasion argument. Do you see yourself as a mystic moving towards DR, given the the announcement of Odalita coming up this upcoming week, and then all the accessories that are going to be available to players? Mind you, it will take a while before players actually farm up enough of them to make tets, but they will eventually. I'd say a month or two before you start seeing some some players actually, with tets here's, rolling around. Here's a different way to ask the question. Do you feel, because Sammy and Tina is evasion on a mystic. Yeah. Do you feel yeah. like with 
the upcoming gear and accessories and stuff that people are going to be able to kill you easier. Put it that way. Because he's super tanky and he, he'll run like centaur belt and stuff. Yeah. And he's like so, 380 something. And I mean, I, I know everyone says like Kuno has no problem with evasion, but I it's very difficult to kill him in one combo. And there's more and more people like, granted, I, you know, when I'm running into people on Arsha, it's like show nation people a lot of chill nation yeah. or snake and that's just the type of gear that they run or i run into choice or sammy and tina or i can do this all day and like uh, a lot of these people have so much evasion like you i need a tauros belt as well on kuno even if some people think you don't need accuracy on kuno it's just i just don't agree with it at all especially if you're running an evasion build yeah well if anything it just makes it easier to deal with those players at the very least um, so Sammy responded. Sammy said, I'm hearing the point Frosty is making for sure. Evasion has been steadily and slowly getting less powerful. Uh, I think if it continues, going DR on a class like Suck Ninja, Kuno, Sork, etc. makes sense. On a Mystic, I'll never go DR. Mystic is simply a bad class if it's not tanky. Yeah, yeah I think every on, day, I think every day that goes by. Mystic Striker for sure. I, I don't see. They should almost, they should just stay evasion no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. He says, um, every day that goes by, evasion players get weaker and weaker. But I think if you stay ahead of the gear curve, at least for the moment, in classes like Mystic, you'll have to run evasion. It'll be better than DR as its uh, power gets dwindled away slowly. So I think that's it's fair. Yeah. Like especially in like his position, similar to yours as well, when you're ahead of the gear curve, technically. Um, you do have the advantage of still being really tanky to most players. Um, maybe not necessarily the, the, the Cho Nations and Snakes out there for sure, and the randos and life skill guilds that are getting more Kaffirs than you. <laughs> but um I think overall you'll still have a much easier time for at least quite a while. Because um, it'll be a while, like, honestly, before it becomes widespread that people are able to like easily purchase accuracy offhand or accuracy accessories, in my opinion. I don't know. Ted Dons are like nine bill now. There's nothing, dude. I don't know. I mean, I guess I've already hit it. Like, that's the thing is like, I, I don't know. I feel like people that don't have evasion see things totally different than the people that do because I like I cannot remember unless I'm at a place like Blood Wolves where it's just generally like really really like a lot newer players any of the grind spots I go to when I'm at Sakraya when I was grinding Arsha Mansions for the pot piece when I'm grinding at uh, Star's End or Star's End Arsha it is so rare that I run into someone who can't kill me like really easily. I, I can't even remember like, it, it's probably, I mean, I don't know. And and I'm like, I, I still think I'm fairly ahead of the gear curve. I mean, you know there's a lot of people ahead of me, but like there's still a lot of people trying to see nine their armors and stuff. And it's, it's pretty yeah. rare to run into someone that can't kill me now. Whereas like there was definitely a time where I felt like Shit, even before I was C9, there was a time where I felt like most people couldn't kill me at all. I mean, are you... 
Are you using whale pods and whatnot to help survive? Well, in, in Node Wars, not in open world. Okay. It's too expensive, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, some players do. That's why I was asking. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. It, it's just, it's an interesting thing because for me, like, now I've gotten to the point, now that I can see how fast people are able to kill me, I, I kind of, I'm like, well, now I almost, like, value time to kill more than my survivability and and i've seen players with dr that have similar gear to me and they're really not dying that much slower or that much faster than i am and I, it makes me wonder if i should instead have 10 more ap and 40 more accuracy you know yeah but it's trade-off it's something to think about i mean sorks are kind of like leading the way like it, it's literally like the sork build now is to go full DR. Granted, like their their whole thing was like, well, we have iframes, but man, like time to kill on Kuno is huge, especially suck. Like Awakening is a little bit different because it kind of feels like it's a bruiser and it can stay in a fight longer. But on suck, you're like in Node Wars, you got to like go in and kill one person or two people as fast as you can before you get CC'd by somebody else. So like yeah. time to kill is is almost more important than like being able to stand there and just take hits for a long time, you know. Oh yeah, Vel's in four minutes. Oops. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really gonna come down to class specifics. And uh, Tina also re-updated says what Frosty is saying is true though. I really can't survive anyone with my AP with my AP belt on. Centaur makes me be able to survive most players, but that's a massive AP sacrifice. If he wants to feel his evasion saving his life in open world, he needs to have a Tet Centaur swap on. Which is pretty fair if you think about it, because more and more people are getting similar gear. It makes sense that you would need to do something extra in order to increase your survivability. Right. Tanking. That well, that's that's, like, the, that's the point I'm making though. Is like, um, I there's still an element. Of, I still hear people say like, well, once you're C9 evasion, you're literally unkillable. Like people still f that's think, not true, think no. that way. I mean, some classes are really difficult to kill at C9, just C9. Like, the shield classes, for example, have become extremely difficult to kill because you can't even force them out of their block. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's some arguments like that, yes. And then, like, um, Suck Wiz can just full heal if you're damaging them. So it's just like all that damage trading all for nothing and just so that they can out damage trade you now completely because you're low and they're not so we need mana shield on kuno <laughs> <laughs> i want that 20 percent dr from mana shield dude um yeah, so. yeah i don't know i don't yeah, know interesting interesting, interesting. And, and they're buffing all the topic. awakening too so like even the awakening players because those are the ones that generally i i feel like evasion is more survivability again but now yeah. they're buffing them more and more so that's going away as well <laughs> jose is like he's like yeah all i'm getting from this convo is buff dk that's the solution <laughs> dk is the one class wait can can jose still kill sammy and tina in one combo with dk dude it's so Probably. funny it, the the juxtaposition that sork is in right now where like for the last two years they were the one sammy class. says yes <laughs> sork was the one class over the last two years that could kill Striker and Mystic, regardless of the magic DP, and now uh, Sork is like the only one that can't. It's kind of funny. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's... <sighs> DK's another breed. Yeah, dude, DK... Man, I, I'm... I'm seeing more and more Awakening DKs. And they're about to get the damage buffs in this next patch. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Because... I don't know, man. They're going to start hitting pretty hard. I don't know if they'll be as good as Suck DK, but it is interesting that more and more people are playing on it. And apparently the PvE is actually pretty pretty good. And I think it's more chill to grind an Awakening than it is Suck, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Yeah. It's hard to say. Hard to say. That's what I was hoping with the Kuna Bus, because I, I prefer to PvP in Succession, but I was like, it'd be nice if I could just spin and everything dies in PvE and just have like a really chill grind, but it's like more intense than the Suck grind, because like, you have to like run through all the abilities and they just individually don't hit that hard. Yeah. Oh, you know, uh, was it, it was a bear, I think was also in on the conversation about the often thing mm -hmm. where the, where it was like, remembered that, oh yeah, if you're awakening, um, then it won't even, it won't even matter. The yeah, bear's, bear's been fighting alongside me in the Zarka versus often fight for a while now. He's, so he's firmly in the Zarka camp. I, I agree camp. with that, it, but there are a number of classes that, if they're awakening, they do use their pre-awakening for damage. They abilities. do, they do, but still, like you can uh, just get a Zarka. I mean, <laughs> I, I can't. It's so rare that the, a single, even if you couldn't reach the bracket, which generally you can anyway, if you just Kafras your Zarka up, because Dandy Kafrasing is so expensive that you're you're not going to keep going. Like you could just catch up, right? I don't know. It's yeah. like not that hard to even out your Zarka and your Dandy. And yeah. I mean, granted, the Kafas market is kind of fucked right now, but I almost feel like one bracket is not worth 18 accuracy in any case. Like, I, I get there's a few classes that say, like, well, we can do it because we have blank, but for the most part, Zarka is better. But it is funny that, yeah, Bear didn't realize for most of that argument. That, yeah, that he was talking about awakening. That he didn't even it didn't even dawn on him that oh yeah, the brackets don't even affect awakening. So like all these players that main awakening that are recommending often are morons. <laughs> well, I mean, that's under the assumption if we're talking from awakening. If you're talking from purely succession and you never plan on swapping unless they like completely trash it, then yeah, it's often plenty fine. I think in most cases, but yeah, no, I, I, I just, I just wanted to mention that little tidbit because I mean, some classes they do benefit primarily from their pre awakening, mm -hmm. and it's definitely worth mentioning because, like Sork, I think a lot of their damage comes from pre awakening, right? Yeah, but you can't if you're a Sork, you literally can't run often. Well, yeah, yeah, you have to have the accuracy. Um, and then there's, I can't remember some other classes. <coughs> Excuse me. Are we doing the ceremonial opening of the veil oh, yeah. when this is dead? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Rezla, are you, you at Bill? I am not. Oh, no. I hope we both get it and he does it. I God, I hope so much. <laughs> I hope we both get I it. I mean, we, we opened it without Nayashi last week, so. No, we um, didn't. I was there. It was the week last before. Week? Oh, wait, no, yeah, you're right. Actually, I wasn't there last week. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking of the last time I was actually here. Nayashi was watching live on his phone. He's like, I'm there with you guys. Let's open this. Heart. 
No, I was uh, too busy trying to get drunk at my buddy's wedding. Good. Actually, no, probably probably by the time you guys were doing this, I was I was in the ceremony. That's what it was. Or I wasn't in the ceremony. I was watching the ceremony. He was already drunk. Wedding is the, the only time I, I drink wine. That's I don't just, drink wine ever. Dude, it's always free at weddings, dude. You gotta, like, be classy at these weddings. I was drinking wine, pretending like I'm high class. You know, I have no idea yeah. what it is, and all wine tastes the exact same to me. Uh, I, I drink cocktails. I like my Captain Coke. Dude, I'm like glitching out in this boat so hard right now. I cannot, cannot break free. There we go. Can't tell what. Vel is pissed. Come on, Vel. Come on, Vel. Die already. Dive, dive, dive. Um. I forgot what was. Oh, we, uh, just a weekly reminder. Um, please add an opt-in option for damage numbers in the game. Also, remove the second Cagdom phase from Garmoth, please. We, it is absolutely unnecessary to spawn Cagdoms a second time in that boss fight. Just wastes True. everybody's time for absolutely no reason. Um, True. Yeah, replace it with the totems again. No, don't replace it with the totems. Just remove that <laughs> phase altogether and leave it out, and that's that. Um, those are great quality of life fixes that would make the game... A lot nicer. Um, they should um they should add in the uh um the jars for doing Garmoth. While doing Garmoth you just get you, buff jars. What if what you if know, they added the jars just all over the world? Just like randomly. Someone killed me? Who the fuck killed me? Alright, get ready to open your bundle, dude. Someone in my guild got the fucking concentrated. Oh, your guild. Terrible. Alright, the ready? odds of you getting Let's it are go. so low. Hold on, let me pop it out of my... Someone said two years and I finally got one. <laughs> oh no, don't right. don't leave with me. Alright. Let me know when I'm you're ready. ready. I'll count us down. Uh, I, th I, think I'm, I think I'm ready. Alright, on the count of three, you ready? Yes. One. Two. Three! Nothing. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. Dude, we're not even getting rainbow coral rings during these. Like, we're not get even I getting I did get one here. a few weeks back, remember? Did you? Dude. Yeah. Is that too much to ask? A rainbow coral ring? Can I just have a rainbow goddamn coral ring? Uh. Dude, Garmoth needs to, like... I mean, Gar Vel needs to give a guaranteed, like, 20 to 30 Capra's bundle every time you go. <laughs> this whole nice. seven dust and... Three cron stones thing. They should buff all the bosses so that they give increased spirit dust and kaffirs, like straight drop kaffirs. Like it's nice that they added it to them, but they should probably up them to help yeah. counteract the uh, the market. Um. So one of the things that was interesting about um the Reddit post last week from Anfield joining us on the podcast is it was a lot of wizards and witches pretty upset. <laughs> that rangers have any room to speak on wizard balance when suck ranger is just as op oh my gosh 
What? Because they are they're hiding and shooting, and you guys are just like teleporting right in front of everyone's faces, deleting everyone. I just thought yeah, it was totally, interesting. Totally to, the same thing to point out. It was a. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Suck Ranger is super powerful in Nodor and large scale. It's like does so much damage and could be super hard to deal with. But and, and everyone's and someone was pointing out like why why do people complain about Suck Wizard when Suck Ranger is just as strong? And I was like, hey, that's actually really easily. Even if you wanted, even if I wanted to agree and say that they're exactly the same balance and they're both equally overpowered. The problem is every guild has one ranger and 35 wizards. So it's uh, Yeah, if that's if that isn't a fucking prime indicator of the disparity in power, I don't know what is. I do also when love you have, the when you have more than half your guild going to one specific class. I do love also the wizards that are well, I think it's fine cuz awaken wizard was so bad for so long. So I don't see a problem. What? Yeah, that's another one I hear a lot that's, lately. That's that's some logic. <laughs> They're just getting us back for all those years of oppression. Uh, all right, let's pull up the YouTube comments. You guys want to talk about anything else? Or are you ready for some uh, some? Uh, I think I think it's comment time. Some wizards have as many brain cells as they do fingers, thumbs, thumbs. No fingers. Nope, they only got thumbs, remember? Exactly. I established this earlier. That's my point, Nayashi. <laughs> Alright, fair. <laughs> oh my god, dude. You guys <laughs> Mr. Taco, man. Good thing I don't play Suck Wizard, then I cut off half my flip thumb. <laughs> Because if Suck Wizards had as many brain cells as they do thumbs, they would have two brain cells to rub together to realize that they're fucking retarded, but they're not, so... I disavow everything that Reslar just said. Um, DarkSwift92 says, love y'all guys. Anfield says, thanks for having me again. Thanks for coming on, Anfield. It was fun. Um, One of these days I'll be on there when Anfield is. Alexandra LaFortune says, um, in regards to the previous video's comment uh, section about Dream of Doom against Meteor, I wish to clarify that I did mean that Meteor is indeed an insanely strong skill and dot to dot is way stronger than Dream of Doom. My point of view comes mainly from Arena of Arsha matches where Dream of Doom is an insane threat coming from class you cannot actively target. In a 3v3 back before succession, you could easily pressure which wizard to keep them from applying the range pressure while it's most likely not something you'd be doing on a Sork. My informations are probably not updated as I've been uh, not been in the scene for quite a while. All that is to say that Dream of Doom and Sorceress is more threatening than Meteor and Awakening Witchard combo during Arena of Arsha. But in any case, it's a weird opinion, not worth going into details. And then he says, and as for Nayashi, speaking of Witch APM, I know you're not. I know you're teasing, so I will as well. Proper Witch movements are not done with just RMB holding. Ah, <laughs> true. True. <laughs> not true at all. True. Not true. Yeah, no. Which movement combo is actually more complex than Maywa? Admit it. Say it right now. You have to say it out loud or we're not moving on from this comment. That which movement combo is actually more complicated and more mechanically challenging than Musa Maywa combo. Movement Tell combo. me the witch combo. They're the witch or the uh the wizard combo. Movement combo. Shift plus space and then shift in a direction. 
Yours is just hold one button with your right finger and drink a coffee with your left hand. Yeah. Well, how far of a distance does mine travel versus theirs? Uh, about 26 chases in a row goes pretty far. Do, do, they get, do they get stuttered in animation from being hit from random AoEs? Do they get CC'd in this animation when this happens? And probably a lot. Last yeah. time I checked, I haven't ever seen a Suck Wizard or Witch that was teleporting to actually get CC'd mid-teleport. I don't know. Suck Wizards and Witches tell me that teleport's not even really an iframe. It's just movement. And that they get caught out of it all the time because it's unprotected. Oh, they just, you know, it's not an iframe. They just, you know, spontaneously it, appear next to I, Look, no one is arguing the merits of their power. I just need you to admit that <laughs> one is more mechanically challenging than the other. Why would I agree to something where they can just completely uh, and utterly dive off uh, of a cliff? I'm. I, no one is saying one is more powerful than. I, I agree. The witch and wizard teleport is crazy, but one of has, them has anyone ever been jumped he won't on? Say it. He's evading, like how a suck whiz has from teleport and then insta volte, like. All right. The same way that a Maywa jumps on them. Has that ever happened? I have a question. Let me rephrase. Maybe I'm asking the question wrong. Let me let me <laughs> word it better, just to make it more fair. If a wizard or a witch has only one finger available, can they execute the same movement combo as a moose and a mewa? Yeah, they just set up a macro combo on their mouse, and they <laughs> press one button on their thumb. Easy. Imagine a PA setting up the macro combo for you guys. Um, to properly move, you need to be in spirit. Also, also <laughs> yeah. how much how much stamina management does a suck have to do? No one is arguing about it. Zero. It was a simple. It was a, simple, many... it was a yeah. simple. Yes or no? Is which more mechanically challenging to move around than Maywa? So yes, it is. So, which is one of the hardest classes in the game. To properly yeah. move, you need to be in Spheres it's, control. It's harder. <laughs> control it's plus so element. much harder, guys. You heard it here. Uh, well, holding shift and which, control. Which whiz, they're so much harder to mechanically to move around. Mm -hmm. So difficult. <laughs> heard it uh, here, guys. All right. Well, let's see. The, the rest of their point was to properly move, you need to be in Spheres. Control plus LMB. While holding shift and control, then immediately press tab to unsheath. You will probably wish to bind shift to V instead. You'll need a pinky for both control and shift. After this, you're set on mouse movement, unsheath sprinting. Just press tab to get back into the combat mode with orbs. Cast spells and reset or use quick slots that allows cast from unsheath mode. And this mouse movement sprinting is how you avoid 90%, 95% of melee CC thrown at you. It is practically impossible for a tamer to land a CC on you during such sprinting mode due to the hit scan for her melee CC abilities. I feel like that person oh, just... Uh, Mr. Mr. Taco Man said shift space and RMBW is both two buttons, though. Yeah, but you could just turn your camera and hold RMB no matter what. No, because if I just press RMB, then I'm going to go backwards infinitely and never go forwards. And what if you turn your camera around? So I'm going backwards and I can't see what's happening behind me? You can see exactly what's happening behind you because you're facing that way. Think about it. Oh, if I if I want to turn and see what's happening behind me, guess what? I spin in a circle. Weird. Weird. Just, oh, now I'm out of stamina. Look, 
One one of the classes has a one button so, movement combo. So difficult for suck for suck whiz. And one witch. of the classes. Oh my god, is difficult to play and needs buffs, and that's wizard and witch. The other class is too strong and too easy. I'm sorry, I have <laughs> no sympathy for suck whiz or witch trying to suggest that they're more mechanically <laughs> mechanically needy than just because they think that I can just right click. Like, no, it's not the same. Not even in the fucking same world. It just ain't the same. I'm sorry. Get off your high horse, your doom horse, because, you know, <laughs> you're just sitting there just casting fucking hellfires or whatever off of or meteors. Like, come on. Hellfire Get off your from, fucking meme. Hellfire from the doom horse would be insane, dude. It would be. <laughs> uh Cindy's pointing out didn't they patch out the movement they're talking about the permit perma sprint awaken frontal guard or whatever yeah that actually is gone i think um ian says all classes should be universal good at grinding unless other areas of revenue are better with classes that have advantages um true um and then Daz says, this is interesting because I hear this a lot, but he says, you could argue that dualist classes have an easier time on Arsha, therefore able to pull more drops than non-dualist classes. Then you need to look into 1v1 balance, which also have an effect on large scale. Also opens a whole other can of worms. Uh, X is good large scale. Why are they good in 1v1 to complainers? Of course, in a perfect world, classes would be good in all scenarios, but living in the PA balance timeline, shrug. I mean... I uh, I don't know. I guess like it depends on. Uh, Let's be real though. Tamer movement is the easiest. <laughs> the, the dualist classes make more trash per hour because they're better at one v one. I mean, I guess you could make the argument. I I don't know if I agree with it though. Uh, Jake Eisler says, "Awaken Warrior main here. I primarily do PVE content." I have to say that I'm very excited for uh, more higher end grind zones. Also, uh, super armor on solar flare is going to be nuts. But as a PVEer, I think having frontal guard on frenzied strikes will be super useful. It's a really long scale animation that's unprotected and having the frontal guard could add uh, some more situational uses for it. Last note, my guild has been grinding Gaifa Raja quite a bit since the addition of the butcher. And we all agree that it is a 10-10 addition to the content. It adds quite uh, an increase to one's Kafras per hour and overall silver per hour, we recommend it. I, I haven't done it since the Butcher has been out, so I, I should actually give it a try. It is very difficult to find four other people that want to go to Gyphon these True. days. It's like, there's a likelihood that you're going to just waste your time, and it's a lot of effort. Um, they do still have the, the low chance to get the Elton piece, though, from Gyphon. So you do have to factor that in. What? Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. I yeah. thought that was during an event though. Yeah, but the event's still been going on. They've they've extended like seven times. Interesting. Yeah. Um Ali Speed says, can confirm Suck Sork is brain dead. What you guys say is accurate. If you have enough stamina, no one can kill you. Uh more over the shift plus FCC is mega fast and can be canceled. It's a float, so just bunny hop around, spot an unsafe animation from opponents, drop and float, uh, etc. Like, how do you call this hard? Am a guy coming from straightforward classes like Lawn and DK, and this is a breeze. Also, from my experience with Awakening, it's even way more protected with uh somehow even more iframes than succession. 
Yeah, I think uh, last week we were talking about, I was asking him the difficulty on <clears throat> what he thought the most mechanically diff difficult class was. Because I hear a lot oh, of people Anfield. say, yeah, because I hear a lot of people say Sorkin Ninja, but in my opinion, I actually think uh, Awaken Ranger is one of the more mechanically challenging classes, especially like within the confines of also a fight. Also considered one of the lowest on the tier list. Yeah. As far as like what's good right now. Um, Thomas Frixis says at 104.40, Serpent skill got buffed and damage output agree, but also they broke the skill and the issue is still present in game. And it's a YouTube link that shows that um, the speed of the animation kind of varies based on RNG. Um, although Dude, I got 61 captures now. Broke the skills a bit of an exaggeration. It's it it's like kind of buggy, but it still always works. It's just the animation speed is not consistent. Um, but it's still a viable skill. It's not like you can't. It's not like you can't use it. And 10650 agree. They don't stick to their rules. They want to add an option to have protection CC by bond skills, but some classes already have skills like that. Um, and then 115, some classes can be outplayed only by grab in most of the situations. That's the number one issue for balance. Oh, we got another person that the only thing wrong with balance is grabs in this game. And then what do you think about this? And it's an image. That's my opinion on bond skills. They had different visuals for bond skills than normal versions have. It would be perfect without it. It is so frustrating to fight. I don't know what the image to is. Say, to say that like grabs are the number one or the only issue in the game is interesting because you're basically saying succession wizard is fine and balance yeah which is an interesting take yeah it is funny like the two most complained about classes are probably suck wizard and awaken sork or even suck sork either of which are grab classes players have been complaining about warrior too lately like myself that's true. That's just because their damage it, is overtuned. That's not a grab related issue. That's a that's a damage issue. They killing you standing up these days. Yeah, they Dude, just that, grave digger on me. That fifty percent slashing. <laughs> they, is they literally crazy. they literally dig the grave. They literally dig the grave while they're slashing me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, a visual indicator would be fine. I I don't think it's even going to be that frustrating to fight just because. One, most skills, most classes are going to have a meta. Two, most classes are already using a lot of these abilities and you are trying not to get hit by them anyway. Like, I don't need to know that they have super armor on spiral torpedo to know that I probably don't want to let that hit me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Granted, after you can do a CC attempt on it from range or like a mid-range CC or something and once you see like oh they can't be CC'd out then you kind of know and I'm not saying I don't want a visual indicator it would be nice but I, I'm saying it's not the end of the world that it's not there I think the bigger issue is the being able to swap with no cooldown that needs to be fucking addressed the fact that they haven't addressed that yet in KR is concerning right it's kind of suggests to me that they're not really considering it a problem right now. Uh, Mayo Knight says, haven't played BDO in a few weeks. Well, granted, in, in KR also didn't get a patch. So they got the bond skills two weeks ago, and they haven't gotten a patch either because of the holiday. So we don't know if they're going to do anything. All right, that's different. fair. That's so, fair. That's so we'll fair. see this week. If, if this week there's nothing to address it, then they don't see it as a problem, would be my guess. I mean, my only, my only thing with that is 
they did a global ads update last week. No, they didn't. We didn't have one. Or not not this past week, I'm sorry. The week that it was implemented in KR. Yeah. All right. But I I mean the global labs patch comes out one day after the KR patch, so I don't know if like Well, I mean the issue was reported in Global Labs. It's so I mean Right. It, it's hard to say. Maybe yeah. they just want to see how players abuse it before they decide on how to fix it. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. They probably won't change it. It's gonna be sad, but uh <laughs> Kenichi Sai says Oh, no, no, sorry. Uh, Mayo Knight says, haven't played BDO in a few weeks now. Still loving listening to you guys talk every week. Keep up the great work and keep those mooses in their places. <laughs> <laughs> Kenichi Sai says, because, Reslar, you need to be in a safe zone to change skill presets. So, Nayashi tagging another Maywa kind of makes sense. And, nah, no Vel opening this week. Yeah, we were talking tagging about for the Maywa. tag system that Nayashi's just going to tag a second Maywa. <laughs> Probably an awakened one, yeah. Yeah, you can have an awakened Maywall that's tagged, and then that Maywall will have the two skill presets, one for PvE, one for PvP, and then you'll have the suck Maywall with two skill presets, one for PvP and one for PvE. Yeah. That's perfect. I, I think that's actually the plan. I think that's what we'll do. We'll 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 do that meme. It's because it'll be funny. <laughs> Magnify Cream says the counter to stealth is that shy ability that blocks it for a couple of seconds. Easy. I don't think I've ever seen that sh uh, that shy ability. I remember when it first came out, I was like, this is crazy, this is cool, and then I, I've just never seen it. Uh, before Shy got it, Archer got it too, and literally no one even specs it because it's useless. Pretty much. Um, really, the best thing you can do is if you if you under, ever end up killing a uh, <clears throat> Ninja or Kuno, you use that item on them. What's that item called? Like right click in your the inventory. Flare? No, not the flare. There's an item. Marking that... reagent. Yeah, the marking reagent. Oh, so they... the marking reagent. They can't... I have 85 on me right now. Yeah, so they can't reach. Wait, can you mark for... their dead body? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you can. I didn't know that. That's hilarious. So they can't restealth yeah. for. Well, they can restealth, but you still see them for five minutes, right? Is it five minutes? Or how long does it last? It's five minute duration, yes. Yeah. Um,. All right, Miss Assassin's mad at me again. I, I use it sometimes if it's a difficult class that I'm having a hard time seeing. Uh, Musassin says, no Frosty for me at least. Not that I don't want other classes to be strong. It's you that doesn't want Musa Awakening to be buffed. What buffs does it need now? I, I don't understand. <laughs> it's been buffed so much. Dude, by the way, Bro, Bro Samden, who's 274 AP, uh, went to Sakreya for the first time. He's 274 Kudum. He went to Sakrae, he's an awakened Musa, for the first time ever the other day. He popped one loot scroll, tried it out, got 4,200 trash. Popped a second loot scroll, tried it out, and got 4,600 trash, which is like the same that I've been getting on Sakuno for months. Now, if he fucking actually practiced Sakrae, it would be way more than that. So I, I don't know what buffs you need. You guys all said your PvE was bad, now it's good, so I, what's what's happening now? Um, and then he says, don't know if you're just short-sighted or maybe you are ignoring it. But before Musa started getting buffs constantly, well, yeah, but they, they got buffs. Uh, wasn't there a period where we were getting zero non-impactful buffs while other classes were still getting buffs? Did you take into account that those classes still have those same buffs now and we got to play catch-up? No, because they don't. Okay, so here's the thing. Explain to me how the animation speed increase on the flows for Kuno is now negatively impacting you and putting you at a, on a lower tier because of the animation speed increases on the flows for Kuno. 
because that that's the argument here right is that well kuno also got buffs so in 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 theory we didn't actually get buffed if we both got buffed then we're still the same distance away from where awakening kuno was well it depends on the kinds of buffs like if there's a really impactful buff like say for example when when warrior before warrior got um bound applied to ground smash which ground smash originally was just super armor with 40 percent movement slow when they gave it bound that actually had a pretty big impact on the matchup for like mewa so that was an indirect nerf to mewa in that matchup specifically mm -hmm. so i i kind of get what sort of saying but yeah i get what you're saying too. but in these last few weeks did they get is that a buff they got no. in these last few weeks like the classes Way mostly buff. mostly they've been buffing awakening classes for pve, for PVE yeah. and then but they have been doing some pvp yeah they've been doing some they've been doing some pvp stuff but is okay so the maywa buffs let's use that as an example they buffed your damage yeah. a little bit here and there they gave you a few super armors is that is that knocking musa's buffs down to they don't actually like they're now the same level because musa got buffed like they're on the same tier before and after the musa buffs because of mewa's buffs like the buffs well, are not you gotta remember the 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 buffs are like supposed to be fixing problems with these classes so it's yeah. like i don't know it's just like such a weird way to look at it like if you get any buffs at all i've been nerfed kind of attitude well just... i mean like imagine how you all right so as an example awakened sword got that buff to fucking grim reapers now grim reaper is actually usable in a very aggressive way without being punished that often mm -hmm. at all right well, would you consider that a would you consider that as a negative when you fight a awakened sword now and how many I mean, awakened sorts do you see in node wars well you actually tend to see a, a decent amount and especially now that, after that buff that's that's not a negative to like your class well i'm though. just saying that's like if, what happens is those kinds of things end up building up and when certain classes get to the point where they're that much superior for example suck whiz other classes start really falling off in comparison and then they just become irrelevant and everyone just rolls to those classes that are relevant that I mean, can handle those but, classes. But they but they're buffing Musa a ton as well. And yeah, 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 in, yeah, yeah. in the example of Grim I'm Reaper. Just saying, I'm just describing how a class could be indirectly buffed by another class being buffed. In the example of Grim Reaper, Grim Reaper can be punished on the hit. And when it was when you're in super armor while charging Musa Mewa, that's the time where Musa Mewa can't really do anything. And now oh, they're like instant releasing it. Which wait, is wait, no, internally wait, so vulnerable. Say, say that one again, I'm sorry. So when they're charging Grim Reaper's Judgment, they're in super armor. So if, a, if a Sork is in super armor, that's kind of where like Musa May were like, well, I'm not going to be able to CC him right here, right? We, when, we wait patiently and we start chain, chain CC poking right when we think they're going to launch it. Right. Now... I catch many of Sorks prior to right. the, the So uh, now update. we have to get used okay. to a different style because now they're just instant casting it. But the yeah, instant now cast, I basically can't CC it. Now effectively that at all. that is I that's where I disagree with you completely. Now it's just different. So now it still has a start animation, <laughs> even though it's faster. But now you know they're going to be slashing immediately at the charge. They're going to charge up all for right, a second so, and then slash. So now you know, like, okay, if they start up I'll, Grim Reapers, uh, you can use Dragon Bite, which is a totally safe CC attempt. That's you're not going to get CC'd by it. Sure, sure. So I'll I'll agree with you. Yeah, it's it's different as you put it. Um, but a lot of the times when I'm fighting a Sork, for example, I'm not just sitting there not using skills, you know? So it's a lot different when you have that time period to recognize that they're charging up 
And then you also have your cooldowns coming back up, right. like D-Byte, for example. For sure. But now, now they can just launch it almost instantaneously. Not only is it harder to recognize what they're doing, but it's also much harder and less likely for you to have the cooldowns up and available to actually punish it safely. I mean, all right. Um, the animation so, is not... It's fast, but it's not... It has still has a wind-up, and Dragon Bite is a three-second cooldown. Grim Reaper is 10 seconds. So you can definitely like keep track of that. And the other thing is like the Grim Reaper thing doesn't take away from the buffs that Mewa or Musa got. No, no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying like if a skill gets enhanced to the point where it becomes like so oppressive, like I'm right. I'm sure. not. I'm not suggesting they can that Sorks like maybe where buff. Karshins is yeah. right now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure. So if if a skill gets overtuned, then it can make it basically. A really extremely difficult matchup to where basically your class is not as effective anymore in this particular matchup. And if this class that got buffed overtuned, maybe even if it is only one specific skill, if it got overtuned to the point where it's a class that has a major return in large scale, then your class is going to be less impactful overall, correct? Uh, potentially. More players are going to be playing it, and Un then you overall are negatively impacted unless... because unless they are also buffing your class and in this case like a significant amount okay so say for example they did the pvp damage buffs to mewa awakening okay right so our combo damage does uh better arguably you could say our chip damage was increased but it's there's a little bit of a design flaw with the the kit for dealing chip damage in my opinion but that's irrelevant um so yeah our damage got up Def but no, wait, sorry. Wait. Sorry. I just no. Go ahead. I I got to respond to something separate after. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So our damage got up. Yes, but that only affects our combos. It doesn't affect our ability to catch and punish things per se. Right. Um. So if a class like Sorks Grim Reapers in this example had its normally pretty pretty reasonable or easy to read ability to catch and punish got its speed up increased to f a fraction of what it was before can we agree on that it, it's definitely faster <laughs> okay so it's definitely faster no one's denying that it, it is a lot faster now but like as defiant is saying he's saying this is what he's gathered from what you're saying without a period of time to react you won't be able to consistently read the skill if you know how to fight a sork and you know how grim reaper's judgment works you a hundred percent can react to the new grim reaper's judgment now i'll agree if the argument is in group play where you can't really focus on the sork then you can't react to grim reaper's judgment that that is a separate issue and maybe that is true but if you're 1v1ing a sork if grim reaper's judgment if you think it's way too fast that you're just helpless and can't do anything like you got to work on rea your reaction time because the skill still has a wind up turn backslash is faster shadow ignition is faster shadow eruption is faster all of these other sork skills are way faster and actually hard to react to whereas grim reaper still has a wind up yes it's faster but it still does have a wind up that you can see and read so, okay, the, so the notion that there's no now it's just this instant cast with absolutely no counterplay and no reaction time is just not true. That that's so kind of my point with Grim Reaper. That now we've kind of gone on a tangent because th that wasn't your original yeah, yeah. point specifically, but yeah. 
yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I understand where you're getting at. You got to work on your reaction time and whatnot. And trust me, I'm well aware of this. But at the same time, it's like, this is faster than when the Grim Reaper BSR is being used. Like, that's how fast it is. It's about the same. It's pretty. And similar. then on top of that, it's full charge. The damage is massive. It doesn't matter which one you use, 50% BSR or the just the regular one when it's fully charged. It's so fast, I just take the brunt of it before I even have a chance to block sometimes. Because, like, so as an example, like, say I'm back chasing, like, Sork does some movement slows and whatnot. So they, they do a movement slow debuff on me and whatnot. And I go to back chase. Well, I have to finish the animation before I can do some of my other abilities, like debite, for example. I can't just, like, cancel chase midway and do some abilities like some of them you can some you can't it just depends on what it is but um so yeah so there's there's going to be some timing issues with that and if they can actually finish the charge up within a, a, a dash a back dash animation it's just insane how fast it is now that's all um sure <clears throat> i i mean i still think if uh if a... there was a window of opportunity before the window is no longer there that's basically it but the, so the no the windows there is just smaller. Like I, I think if you see Grim Reaper start, you can still chase block. You'd still be able to chase block if you wanted. You're in the I middle fought of Sork recently and it was extremely difficult. I know, but if you if you go back in, I mean we, we can mess with it later and, and work on it. I'll bear test it. But um I'm pretty sure in the animation speed of you charging up Grim Reaper and slashing it, and the fastest you could do it, you'd be able to chase and press Q. And you'd be fine. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to show and see if that's um, exactly or the case. or or chase and press dragon bite, and then they get CC'd because theirs is not protected. Now, granted, it's going to be protected with <laughs> bond skills, and then it's going to be a scary, scary skill. But everyone else is also getting a protected CC, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I don't know. Anyway, um, let me finish the rest of his uh, Musassin's thought yeah. here. He said. Um, did you take into account those classes still have some of those buffs and now we got to play catch up with those classes that are still getting buffs as well. Get your frustrated that mooses keep harping about buffs. So I'll give you that. And also in the same breath, it's annoying how dismissive you are about the state of awakening Musa because you find the chattering in the moose community, at least some in the moose community. So the thing is, is like, I, I'm, there's actually way fewer mooses that are complaining about buffs because they've been getting so many buffs lately. It's, it's like you and maybe like one other guy. And I, I will never understand how if you're getting like 48, 4,900 trash in Sakraya with 288 AP Kudum that you're saying that your PvE is not very good. Now, on one hand, striker PvE is maybe too good. And I can, I can get on board with that. But I, I guess coming from like the four or five other classes that can't get the numbers that you guys can pull in your Awakening kit, uh, it's, it's just interesting to see. Yeah. Um town Yeah, I mean they their their PvE buffs have been gradual. But yeah, I agree with what you're basically saying where yeah, it's sure it's not top tier, but to suggest it's not improving Yeah fairly also, dramatically is not accurate. Is also like there's also an element of like okay, on one hand you can it, this is like one of those like glass half empty, glass half full things where it's like, okay, if my class needs buffs and I see another class that needs buffs. That class is kind of keeping me on the same level by the fact that they're getting buffs. But 
the thing I think that some mooses don't recognize, and this is something that I pointed out a few times with both PvE and PvP, is a lot of the awakening classes are way behind their succession counterparts in PvP yeah. and PvE. So a lot of these awakened classes, granted, warrior is like an exception because they're very solid now in 1v1, especially in like good hands. But like most Jesus other classes Christ. that are getting buffs are, are not as good as their succession. Just like Musa is not as good as its succession. That's why they're getting buffs. It's not like, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a, like, I don't know, some of these awakenings are, are better than their suck. They're worse, you know? And most of the classes you're fighting are succession these days anyway. So, I, I don't know. It's just like a weird... It kind of goes. You make an argument that Mystic uh, Awakening is considered better for its utility. You could make an argument, and then you see that exactly zero people play it over suck, and then True. the argument sort of falls down. Fizzles. <laughs> a little bit. I mean, if the damage gets buffed, dude, that's going to be. I'm going to switch to. I miss Mystic, dude. Uh, Talented Sniping says, yeah, only needs to be one RBF or even one battle arena. That's trial only. I just want to go dual random dudes without thinking, oh. Uh, what gear does this person have? Did they actually match gear? If I want an unbalanced random fight, I'll go into open world. I know it's an MMO, but it just needs one small spot in the game where skill is more important than gear. I still find it funny that people think that trials means that it's skill. Um, I, my only there's thing... some there's some trial cl uh, classes that are just like really yeah. impressive compared to their counterparts. The other thing too is, um, I mean, I don't disagree. I just think that it would be empty is the problem. That, that was more of what I was talking about. Like a, a trial-only RBF or battle arena sounds fun, except that it would be empty all the time. So it would, they'd need to couple it with like seasons. Like that maybe the seasonal RBF can also only be trials and they're like all gear matched or something. I don't know. Um, Methius War, so that way there's people in there. Is kind of my point. Like you yeah. look at the RBFs now, like this new RBF that people actually seem to enjoy. I mean... They're all, there's like one that has people in it. Partly because of Genshin and waiting for Odalita, and also partly because Wizard is making all of the matches not fun. Unfortunately, uh, trial only needs to also mean no Wizards allowed. Yeah, that needs to be removed from the list of players that can enter it. Um, class, oh my gosh, that class is the bane of everyone's existence right now. And I love when they fucking, if they manage to kill you, they're like, oh, you're dog shit. <laughs> like, okay. Okay, kid. Yeah. Uh, Matthias War can also be frustrating not having a grab when people can sit in a uh, SA 100% of the time, mostly when you are melee. So when you don't have to come close, you have ranged or you can stay in melee because you have 100 iframes. Grab is not a problem. Wait, what? I don't have as much context for it was what, 100 what iframes. prior. I think maybe he's talking about Sork. Probably Sork. I don't. I know. I know. Suck Wizard doesn't have 100 iframes though. They feel like it at times, but they definitely don't. Um, if you swapped a Sork, that means it probably needs to be nerfed. And you did for like six days, right? Was it six I days? I did. I didn't really. Pee. Yeah, it, I, it probably needs to be nerfed. Then. Dude, the PvE. If you considered it, it's probably OP. The PvE was so good, dude. Oh my god. Was it? Oh my god, it was so nice. How did, it's so chill. How much trash are you pulling, do you think? I did... So my first time in Sakraya on Awakening Sork, I got 4,600. And then my second time with a full hour was like 4,950. And it was still Jeez. wasn't even good. That was like literally just like I went in there and tried Shit it out. Holes. Yeah. Yeah. 
you weren't like seasoned in it dude and it's, it's really just good. so e it's like so easy to grind on awakened sork too compared to kuno anyway it's like yeah uh, you're just violation spinning right you're just spamming violation dude forward rmb it's like a uh, chase feels like so chase. It's, no, it's, no it's just like new year's eve spamming right <laughs> kind of kind of um, I mean, they're both unprotected, and you know, so it kind of makes sense. Uh, so Infy says making trial uh, able to join season RBF is a bad idea. There's actually a pretty big difference tankiness between trial and full pen seasonal, not just AP. Tavala helmet and shoes are Gaeth and Muskin. At low gear, much DR is pretty important. Also, most players who play seasonal RBF are not even full pen Tavala. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like it, it kind of would need to be like combine both trial and season, but be equalized somehow. So they're using the same gear. Like maybe if you go into the trial slash seasonal RBF, you just have Tuvala gear. I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, you guys all want equalized gear, so just equalize it for everyone. So you don't have yeah, to. Yeah, the whole equalized gear <clears throat> thing is out the window. Seasons is where you want that. Like, I think that's a fine solution to deal with that problem. Yeah, because if you were to allow trials in there with seasonal and trials were equalized to seasonal and seasonal was equalized, like it was all just the same gear, then like I could play with a friend who's just starting out the game and we'd have the same gear. You yeah. Know? Even though I don't yeah. play seasonal myself. Uh, Lord X says, they announced suck for console. I was excited for five seconds until I read that we were getting four classes at a time. <laughs> oh, and man. He says, our patches are bi-weekly, so it will take over two months to get them all. Such a fucking buzzkill. I look forward to 2025 for us to get Kafras. Very disappointed. <laughs> Jesus. 2025 Dude, for four Kafras. classes every two weeks, man. Hell yeah. Hey, you know what? You know what? That's better than what we got. Tim says, Frosty, rerolled Sork next time, pick a weak class. I don't know what class is weak, dude. No matter what class I pick, it's always considered OP. Maywell. I, I tried uh I tried Lawn. I tried uh I tried Tamer. Yeah, big Maywell, yeah. I tried Sork. I tried Kuno. I tried Ninja. I tried Mystic. I tried Dark Knight. They're they're all just OP. What about Witch? Nah, I hate Witch. And I don't like Maywon, I don't like Musa, and I don't like Wizard. I thought you said you actually liked Maywell when you were grinding on it. No, I did not. I don't know why the hot, the the keybinds feel. Why does forward at, or SF is like a forward moving skill? I can't. I'll never be able to fathom. My brain can't wrap my head around it. <laughs> Moonrise, yeah. It's uh, I don't know. Part of it too is like whenever I pick a class, it like I, if it looks cool aesthetically, like I'll be more inclined. Um, Maywa, which is why I made the seasonal Maywa to begin with, but it just felt way less fun than I I had hoped. Um, Murderkind says tag system is such a good idea but the current shitty balance of the game not having Witchard as at least one all is straight griefing your guild I feel like it will be meta for whiz mains to tag a stronger grinder slash duelist for open world and non Witchard mains we'll just have them as alts I really like this change but it's gonna give PA a get out of jail free card for allowing people to actually play meta without committing a full reroll not actually fixing anything I'm hoping it's a put them in jail free card that shows them how busted Wizard is by the fact that everyone's going to be playing it. That's my hope. Also, Preach. I'm sorry, but if you're if you're a wizard or a witch and you're grinding stars in and you have any amount of gear, you you do not need a duelist class to defend your spot. No, you don't. You most you definitely You are on do a not. duelist class already. All right? Yeah. 
Um, like, oh my god, holy <laughs> fuck. PA is just if her- I if I hear if I ever hear like if I duel for spot and I beat a suck quiz and I ever hear oh of course you're just a rat class or whatever like that if I ever fucking hear that shit I'm just gonna flag up and gank him fuck the spot I'm just gonna flag up and just constantly gank him until I go red. Um, nobody says PA is just trying to ease us into their 101 uh their Wizards 101 remastered merge. Or maybe the code is so spaghetti that removing protected area literally breaks the game. <laughs> Dude, I probably. See being a problem. That's like, the reason why they probably haven't done it yet. Yeah, maybe like, maybe like safe zones are like coded to protected areas. So if they remove protected areas, safe zones would be gone. Oh, that would yeah, be pretty dude. awesome, actually. It's like, yeah, we removed protected area, but now we can't mount horses or. That'd jump. be a red player's fucking wet dream. We can't jump or mount horse. It's like when they did the frame rate lock and we couldn't mount horses, dude. They removed PA and now you no longer can process, like open the process window or any of the game's interface. PA was just tied to it somehow. Uh, you know, I'm surprised I haven't seen a red player suck whiz yet. A red suck player whiz? Yeah. I mean, being red is just... There's no benefit, that's why you haven't seen it. I mean, yeah, but usually there's always one out there that's interested in doing it. I mean, hell, there's the uh, there's a Red Zerker. That's um, an interesting class to be read on, too. Never Famous says, honestly, just remove Suck, period. It was a mistake. Honestly, I'd rather see, since BDO has no level cap, Suck skills being added more like Rabams. You unlock Suck skills, say, after 61. And you can add more and more as you level. This kind of rewards you for your hard grind and kind of gives people less to bitch at if it makes if that makes any sense. Uh, I mean, I know there's a segment of people that hate succession, but at the same time, like, I don't know. It's kind of fun to swap back and forth and have different styles that you can play. Yeah, the different styles is good. It's just, there again, it's one of those things, the implementation where some of the skills being OP on X class is unfortunately what made it a big problem and all this balancing has been required since then but it is for a positive direction in the game they're also like by increasing everyone's pve potential um across the board no matter what spec you're doing like even if it's slow on some but they're still slowly increasing it that means that they want us to make more money more quickly because they want us to get more gains um so I look at it that way. They're they're looking to push push the envelope on everyone's progression because they need people to be higher for content. Um, Laxon says, "Great podcast as always, guys." Random question: A friend of mine uh, stated that Warriors damage in BDO is FPS related. He stated that STD damage is higher if you have higher FPS, but I argue with him that FPS only helps with faster skill animations. And cancel so you can output more DPS in a shorter time, not that damage itself. How do you guys feel about this? What is slashing damage? the dead? I think STD is slashing the dead. Oh, that that's a very appropriate fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so he's Jesus. asking if if your frame rate is buffing your damage because overall you can rattle off more abilities total, or if one ability slashing is going to do total more damage because of your frame rate is what he's asking. Well, I think there's kind of like two answers to that. I think it the main thing is that you can pull off more abilities 
and uh in the same kind of frames and um the other part would be that because of your increased frame rate you can be a little bit more accurate and so if you're fighting someone that's moving around like say you're using slashing as an example and you're trying to like land it on top of somebody that's moving around well you'll have a better likelihood to be able to pull off its full damage on someone that's moving around with your with your frames being higher I think so. there's an element of, of both. I, I just think that the one single skill being affected by frame rate is way less pronounced than the fact that you can use more abilities Correct. if the frame rate is yeah, higher. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I've heard some people say if their frame rate's bad, spin spree doesn't do as much damage if they're like getting actual frame drops, but not yeah. necessarily. I mean, like, like Bubble Labs, you can argue, is maybe an example of that, but that could be also server desync in, in general, not necessarily frames. Right. I think with frame drops, it probably does negatively affect your damage. But if you're like, if I'm 144 FPS and I use slashing, I'm pretty sure even if I was 300 FPS, as long as neither 144 or 300 has any like actual lag spikes or frame drops within it, that they'll, it'll do the same damage. I mean, maybe I'm wrong on that, but I have a feeling they do the same damage. It's just that the 300 FPS, you're going to be able to get to the next ability slightly faster. And then on top of that though if you have like latency or like frame drops like you know when you use shadow stomp and it teleports you like the other side of the map like stuff like that fucks with your damage yeah. for sure yeah um I concur. so yeah but i think that's more of like consistent frames more than frame rate uh dancing swords says can people please stop saying that suck is for console players i'm pretty sure i can clap half the players on pc console players have thumbs too Damn, <laughs> you don't have I'm pretty sure you could. Yet. To be honest, you you probably would. That's that's the sad thing. There's so many bad players. You'd be able to come over here even with a disadvantage of having played on a controller and annihilate half the people here. Also, suck isn't for console since you know suck isn't out on console. Lol, suck's been out for a year, dude. Uh, Jules says, "F you, please make a list of Maywas so you always have one defending us." A list of Maywas. Um, Wait, what? I don't understand. We need a list of Maywas. I don't know. We need a list of Maywas to help defend the Maywas. I think I think because you weren't on last week, we didn't have any Maywas to defend. Oh, our, a filler. Anti-Maywa propaganda. We need a filler Maywa. Yeah. We got Shockwhite. We got Bunk. We got Cena. We got. Oh, there was a one from Digital I ran into the other day, Hakura or whatever. Um, there's there's a few out there. There's literally dozen of them. Yeah. Lin uh, still plays Scarletta. Uh, there's there's quite a bit actually. All right, and with that's... that, that is our uh, our last comment. Thank you guys so much for commenting. Uh, we do not need Maywa's defending on the show. That until that class is nerfed, Musa will never be strong. Everyone knows that. And uh, <laughs> wait, what? How does my wait? Hold on. This goes back it's to that what argument Musa earlier. just taught me, dude. If Maywa's getting buffed, then Musa's uh, in essence getting nerfed. So is what it is. You know. Oh man. Um. Yeah, so if you guys want to comment on the show, make sure you uh, leave a comment on the show, and we'll read them all. As long as it's not just uh, insulting, uh, we're happy to read them on the show and argue with you and debate with you or agree with you and all that stuff. We greatly appreciate it. Somehow, Reslar, we managed to make this show three hours, despite there being nothing to talk about. 
Yeah, it, a lot of bullshitting. Hey, whatever. See, me and Nayashi had some legitimate, like, cool debates and stuff to think yeah, about. Yeah, I, but... I think that we had some engagement from chat, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, if you play mobile games full-time, I guess it's different. You feel differently, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Resley, you want to close us out? Yeah, I mean, that's basically everything. Thanks, everybody, for watching, hanging out in the stream, watching and uh, listening on the... Uh... The video in the uh, mp3 uh yeah maywan needs to be nerfed and we'll catch you next week uh oh, yes. make sure you follow Rezar at twitch you're you're streaming a lot of genshin lately right res uh yeah okay so twitch.tv slash not reslar for mobile gameplay um twitch.tv slash okay. nyashi mobile thing <laughs> huh no it is a mobile game you and the uh okay <laughs> twitch.tv slash nayashi underscore na if you want to see a maywa using uh uh right click new year's eve the most the most comprehensive uh movement yeah right guide ever. right click space bar right click space bar if you want to see that or if you want to see real content twitch.tv slash so frosty you know where we play a difficult <laughs> class that requires a pm and an actual movement combo uh thank oh you guys so God. much for your support <laughs> uh we will see you next time guys have a good one